Explain this idea you had to me again. Okay, so it's a podcast where we watch things. A podcast. Is that like a new thing? No, it's a podcast. Come on, podcasts. My favorite murder, comedy bang bang. Hey, you talking to me. No, you just made all those up. Anyway, so we watch things that we think we're going to hate, and then we talk about them. Watch things we think we're going to hate? Yeah. Why? That sounds like a waste of time. Okay, well, what's something you think you'd hate if you watched it? Minions. Definitely minions. Wait, really? Yeah, they get under my skin. Huh. So what's something you think you'd hate if you watch it? I'm going to say The Morning Show. Well, yeah, that does look bad. I would probably hate that, too. So we watch things we think we're going to hate, like The Morning Show or Minions, with an objective lens so that we can interrogate why we may hate them and what that says about us. I don't think I can watch Minions with an objective lens. Missy? Banana. Ugh. Missy? Why would I want to watch things I think I'm going to hate so I can interrogate if I hate the thing when I know that I'm just going to hate the thing? Because it'll be fun? I'm not going to have fun watching Minions. Missy, you gotta give this a real chance. I think you'd like it. I don't know. Missy! I don't know if I want to think about why I would or would not hate something. I don't want to think about hating anything at all. Why should I have to subject myself to those little... Yellow freaks running around with their annoying little voices and little vocabularies that mostly consist of single fruit! You'd be able to get me to watch the apple. I don't mean apples. I mean, wait. That is enticing. So you do it? I suppose. It means I can make you watch something terrible like the morning show. It could be good. Banana! Welcome. To the beginning, our Stupid. own Donna and Josh banter, our Sorkin banter. Imagine us walking and talking down a podcast hallway as as we did that. Uh, everyone, we are we are here. We are at the end of the Sorkin streak. This is a little bonus layover that we're having. We 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 done Ben with the Ricardos. We have we have done that. We have seen, we've mollied the game. We have mollied the game. We yes. West Wing the first season. We socialed the network. We steved some jobs. Yeah. We jobbed some Steves, honestly. Oh, yeah. Um, we, I became a knight of sport. Yep. Studio 60. I got nothing there. Yeah. Again, we will, we're the only podcast that will, is open defenders of Studio 60. We welcome all trip. Studio 60 stands. And we welcome all fans of Sorkin here, including our guest, who we have brought on because we want to talk a bit about season two of The West Wing, which was, again, not originally on our Sorkin streak schedule. We added Molly's Game and this um, simply because I've been enjoying it. And also, I wanted to watch season two of The West Wing because we end season one with the president getting fucking shot by a white supremacist. I gotta at least see the first episode in there, and so we're. Gonna you don't actually know in. that the president was shot at the, at the end of the episode. We assume, we assume, and we're gonna bring in our guest so that she can talk about what it felt like that moment, that during that time, you might know her from Deep Space Wine, right? That's correct. correct. Yes, <laughs> Deep Space Wine. You might know her from the. Air extravaganzas, or you might just know her as a badass bitch. It's Steph Germ. Oh my Welcome, gosh. Steph. 
Ladies, <laughs> you that us? was a great introduction, Missy. Thank you. Club. Oh, thank you. I don't know if anybody here. knows me from any of those um, things, but thank you. <laughs> oh, who knows? I mean, no one knows us from anything. That's the entirety of uh, this. The fun of this. We're, uh, a we, we, we like have a, dozens of listeners, wow. Missy tells us. Dozens. <laughs> dozens. Now, but I, 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 seriously, I didn't mean it. Um, what, what, what is generally your relationship to West Wing? And then also, what was it like uh, watching it and experiencing seasons one and two for the first time? Um, wow. My relationship with the West Wing was I was a very cool 13-year-old who watched the West Wing with her mom every week instead of like literally any teen drama that would have been a normal thing to watch. So because was this NBC yes. like first run? I, well, I didn't watch it from the pilot oh, wow. like my mom nice. did because it's extremely my sure. mom's shit. Um, but she would watch it and like I gradually would just kind of like oversee what she was doing. And I thought Rob Lowe was hot and that I was kind of like, okay, let me see. And then quickly realized that like, no, Bradley Whitford is hot. Rob Lowe is just also there. Um, yeah. Yeah. You, you and I America. Until he wasn't. And I did, I was sad about that, but whatever. Um, I actually don't remember which episode of season one where, was where I like officially jumped on. And then at some point, I, I don't totally recall, but like, I guess reruns used to be a thing. So I was able to like binge mm-hmm. or like catch up mm-hmm. or whatever. And then I absolutely do think I watched the season one finale live, but I'm not 100%, but I'm absolutely 100% certain I watched the season two premiere live because it was a really, really difficult night because as the episode opened, our power went out, like, immediately. Like, fucking oh. immediately. Um, so oh we waited all summer, God. that season That's one crazy. finale, who's been hit, who's been hit, and we were like, Oh my God. We were like freaking the hell out. Um, for whatever reason I had my best friend at the time also kind of dabbled in it because like I liked it. So she liked it. And I called her Mm -hmm. and I was like, Oh my God, our power went out. Like who got shot? And she said, Josh. And I was like, no, no fucking way. Josh got shot. Josh wasn't even like around everybody else. Like Josh was doing his own thing. I was like, (laughs) I don't, you must be mistaken. And by the end of the first commercial break, our power went back on, so we really only missed the beginning. But um, sure enough, Josh had been shot, unfortunately, as had the president. Yeah. Um, how yes. likely do you think it is that they would have missed him getting shot, the president? Because they like don't realize it till he's in the limo. Like they're just kind of talking, and then all of a sudden, well, like it's the blood. They they realize it really quickly because you think about like. They start shooting. He throws him in the limo. Then, like a minute later, they know it's true. But I feel like I don't know. Like I feel like they have a whole ass conversation, and I'm like, how do you not? How are you not like? You know what? Actually, it it does take a little while to show, and maybe it's because of where the wound was. Because it's like kind of in. I've never been shot, so I can't speak to it. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I've not experienced. I've had either. I don't know. Um. But yeah, I, I remember the reveal of being like, oh, okay, he's fine. And then just in the middle of the conversation, all of a sudden he starts bleeding. And you're yeah. like, oh, fuck, no, he's not fine. Like, I knew it. I goddamn knew he was yeah. going to get hit. You can't have you can't have an, a, a, a dramatic what – a, what a swerve it would be to have him not get hit. And it's just like, oh, Josh yeah. is the one you're focusing on. But yeah. to have the dual, the duality of it as well as we get some great 
backstory Ugh. during season two about how Jed became the president and lots of deep mm-hmm. canon involving mm-hmm. Bartlett and, and why and, and, and really Bartlett all Bartlett. And all the yes. the senior staff, like because you you yeah. get you get background on Josh, you get background on how Donna started working for Josh, you CJ get Toby and, and the movie biz. Did you um, essentially see um, how Sam. everyone gets joins? Mm-hmm. CJ, and then it's, yeah, it's like kind of like the... bookends. I don't want to jump ahead mm-hmm. to the finale because I really don't want to talk about things that happen later in the season just yet. But the very last episode, or maybe it's the penultimate. Um, there's the the flashback. So it's the last episode. Landingham too. So it's kind of nice bookends to the season. Yep. But no, yes. The Shadow Two Gummin Part One and Two. The flashbacks intercut with like Josh in the hospital and oh my god, it's just mm-hmm. this season of television. This is the best season of The West Wing, I will argue, and this is one of the best seasons yeah. of any television ever. It is perfection. Like this is back when shows had twenty two episodes or whatever. Now it's like much smaller. Yep. Um, and like back then, I feel like there's a lot of filler too. But like I don't even think there was that mm-hmm. much filler in this season. Like oh no, there's not. Uh, but episode four is one of the most devastating episodes of television, and that's just like midway through. Like you, you, you shouldn't be ready for it yet. But they also dropped the um, in season one. They dropped the death penalty episode about midway through, too, much more midway through. But I remember that one just cropping up and be like, oh. Shit, I wasn't expecting. <laughs> oh, there's just wasn't no expecting lull. <laughs> it to get like this heavy, like just for for no yeah. you know no real uh, reason you know setup for it. It's not like it's two parter where like this is a big accumulation of of things. It's like no, this is our own little. Uh, what word did you just on. Cumulation, cumulation. Did I say uh, what? <laughs> I, I think it's cumulation, but I just you just, you just said cumulation. I just was very. I'm I'm, I'm, child, I'm a child. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. Um... Yeah, so uh, so did you watch every season? No, as it aired, I got a little bit like okay after Sorkin left. Um, I I watched less and less frequently live. I would still kind of be like uh, aware of what was going on. My mom, I'm pretty sure watched it straight through because she's more of a ride or die Sorkin fan. Um, and I feel like she kind of kept me sort of in the loop. I know I watched like the ending, like with her and like just Mm. i knew but i did eventually later go back and just redo the whole thing i think it's absolutely worth going through the whole series whether or not you love some of the directions it takes um but i've watched seasons one and two like numerous times because those are the real golden ones Mm -hmm. yeah those are the ones i've revisited a lot i've never actually watched at all season four just well out of spite for for Sorkin, you have that in common with Sorkin because he's never he's never finished it. Um, I don't yeah. blame him. Yeah. It's there's certain things that they did, especially to certain characters, which I don't know. I don't want to get too spoiler. Oh yeah, I've but heard like, about that. It's not yeah. great. Um, and obviously, yeah. Was it an was it an acrimonious? I think split? he just gets bored. Or was he? Just, yeah, no, yeah. Sorkin got fired. Sorkin got fired because he got caught. <laughs> Yeah, he got caught with a bag oh of like gosh. coke and. I guess, fruit I guess it was probably more the coke. That's when that happened. I okay, I know that knew that detail part of his life. I just didn't know yes. that was. That is when that happened. Happened. Okay. And then, so then, Studio sixty was his big comeback to television. That's why it was such a big deal. But it did not. Makes, do oh, well. I knew that little <laughs> nugget part of it. I didn't realize because I just thought he left 
because he's like, I have said everything I have to say, and I'm going to start developing oh, God, my no. next thing. And well, no, they ripped it. it was, they it's ripped easy it from to him. think that they because ripped it, like, the way the newsroom went, that only was three seasons, and he left on his own accord. So it kind of seems like he like wants to wrap things mm-hmm. up. But like, I'm super curious what his thoughts were and like how he would have taken the West Wing because yeah. I'm sure it would have been much better. And, and, and four seasons makes sense in terms of that's a full presidential terms worth of time to tell a story. It's like, it's like the amount of time, honestly, that House of Cards should have been. Yeah. It should have been, it's, you call it fucking House of Cards, four seasons, 13 episodes a season. That's 52, 52 cards in a deck. Everyone would call it brilliant and genius and wouldn't have watched it again because of all the nonsense involving Kevin. Uh, definitely not murdering his witnesses. Don't sue us, Spacey. Um, all right. What should we start with? This Should we go by through the season in order? Do we even talk about characters and their arcs through this season? Why don't we go through the... Why don't you start walking us through the episodes and we can talk okay. about our favorite moments and characters and everything. Perfect. So, yeah, the first one is the two-parter uh, in the shadow of two Ooh. gunmen, which is about the um, hunt of the uh, racist white supremacist shooters who we know um, were targeting um, Charlie because he was dating the president's daughter um, and not targeting the president as they first uh, believed, Uh, which is some heavy news for Charlie to have to take during the midst of this, that like there's a national crisis because, you know, he just dare loved uh, uh, Elizabeth Moss uh, what do you, so their relationship I loved in season one, and I think it really uh, does well in in this season two. Uh, but I I'm curious like how it develops as it goes on. Do we get a lot, Alice? Do you know? Do we get a lot more of their story? As there's we really there Is was really? barely oh. any Elizabeth Moss in this season, which I was surprised rewatching right. it. Like yeah. she's obviously in these episodes, mm-hmm. and then again after that, like very mm-hmm. little throughout the season she comes back college she she was a featured guest um and um um who plays abigail soccer channing what was her name uh, soccer channing soccer channing was soccer channing was also a featured guest but charlie and donna actually got moved up into main cast between season one and two Mm -hmm. and i think that's breaking them up might have just been because charlie needed storylines that weren't associated with zoe okay that makes sense um, so in the, the first two-parter, we have Josh under anesthesia. And his arc during that is flashbacks to when he was working on now vice president, then Senator Hoyne's campaign. And Leo pops up and is like, hey, you are, I know you're on this campaign just because this is what you need to do. This is your job. And... He's not the real deal, though, is he? And he's like, well, uh, not really. He's like, okay. Yeah. And, and and Hoynes is also not listening to Josh is the other thing. Josh yes. is giving him advice, and, and Hoynes is not following it. Yes. And so Leo's like, go to New Hampshire. Check out this guy. You let me know. He's got and Moxie. He, he's got... Yeah. So he goes and sees uh, Governor Bartlett. Um, uh, which we was related to uh, the original founder of But before New Hampshire, he goes to see uh, Bartlett, Cannon, he stops and pays a visit. Yes, to his bro, Sam to Seaborn. Sam Seaborn, 
and says, I'm going to oh, go see yes. if it's the real deal. Should I tell you about it? And then they kiss for a little while, or at least yeah. like that's what I think should have happened. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, because yeah, because then Toby, Toby's having his own separate flashback in this episode too, so he's also flashing back and thinking about uh, New Hampshire, and when he, it's they're giving advice, and then he has like these data point like suit consultants uh, who are running the campaign. And Governor Bartlett's like, okay, I agree with everything. Uh, you two oh. need to be fired, and I'm keeping you on Toby. And Toby's yeah. surprised. He's like, I'm Classic. sorry, what? Classic. Because he gets switcheroo. It starts with the other bar. Yeah, the the other guys were talking about how Toby was terrible, and Leo is actually the one. Then Leo Leo is running the campaign, and so then then you so then you get Bartlett, Leo, Toby, Josh comes in to see. Yep. Uh, President Bartlett talks to a farmer. Yeah, it's like it's literally like a, a an agricultural forum, and he, so he's basically like um, the farmer asks something about like his, I think it's like a tax issue. He he took like, away he took oh, away subsidies, I think. Yeah, basically, I I make less money under you than I would beforehand. Yeah. So why should you know you cost? Why me should I vote for I? you? Yeah. And he's basically like, yes, I guess it cost you a little bit of money, but the overall net benefits that we as a society get you know that's that sometimes costs the business and if you want to vote for someone it's else literally that's like fine. yeah i screwed you, you on that. that one you know yeah I, like, I did, yeah you know on this one i can't like that's that is sometimes when you're passing mm-hmm. these large bills that are helping you know lots of different areas for this reason and, and he goes to the reasons why the specific like milk subsidy whatever yeah. it was the, and the, he, the, he the very sorkin policy wonk like paragraph oh, speech yes. uh, you know so he that's 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 the thing that impresses josh is he knows the facts but he's delivered he basically says he can communicate to the average voter like in a way that these complicated issues make sense they just sound like they make sense and he's able to like talk to them about it and so he he it's like he's the real deal and um uh, uh they there's a, i know there's a runner about talking about what's next because that ends up being um what josh mm-hmm. says when he wakes up at the end of of getting anesthesia and everything like that he says yeah. what's next because he's asking for the president yeah because bartlett um, says bartlett says that when he wants to when, when i he's tired say of what's about next that means yes. i'm ready to move on to other things <laughs> yes and we also meet for the first time donna who drove herself to the campaign didn't have any like appointment or job offers or anything she just says you all need me. I want to be on this campaign. Give, she me, acts, give me a job. Well, she no, 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 no. Acts as though he's already hired her. She's like, I'm your assistant, Donna Moss. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes, that's right. Yes. I love her. And like, I'm your new assistant. And then she's like, Yeah. Who are uh, you? Uh, Donna Moss. I think the quote here says, is, I may have overstated a little. And uh, he ends up putting her on the staff. So that's how she then joins, which, yeah, it mm-hmm. is like a an Avengers assemble mm-hmm. in a two part episode Wait. of our, our, not our entire team, but a large portion of it. I just want to say, Donna has a great line that I really, really love, which is, I think you will find me useful. I love her yes. so much. <laughs> and that is true. Um, we love, yeah, we are I don't, And I don't know, because I know that the Josh and Donna relationship, like, in the, like, looking at it today, there's things that don't really hold up great. Like, he's, he's very oh, yeah, condescending no, at times, but man, oh man, but, I love like, them. Power, power dynamics talking, and such, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, we've yeah. we've talked a lot about it on the show about power dynamics, especially in sports yeah. night. I was like, they're all dating each other. It's really weird. And Alan said, uh, that's very normal at my job. I'm like, oh, it's yeah. not at mine. I mean, so I, I think mean, I'm you, just like not used to that experience. You spend a third of your day with yeah. these people and not yeah. like your friends and family. And so like like relationships are going to start like, forming. And I really yeah, think yeah, the yeah. Josh and Donna thing, like it wasn't intended at the start of the show. They just had no. like amazing chemistry. So it was like, yeah, to Actually, like, so Donna had one line in the pilot, and then they needed to fill time, so they 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 improved another scene mm-hmm. together because 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 um, uh, Sorkin and and Tommy Shalami liked the banter between the two of them, and mm-hmm. then that's how she got that's how she yeah. got the job basically. Is, is she was she was supposed to be in she was supposed to be in the background like a lot of the other yeah. assistants, like maybe one line an episode. Yeah, he saves all his best comedy beats the episode for Josh and Donna. Like when he real when he has one of his real clever jokes where he about like a topical thing and he's not sure how to shoehorn it in, he he yeah. somehow manages to get that to for Donna, Donna and, is and, Donna uh, is like Josh the classic audience surrogate like throughout so many of these episodes. So what mm-hmm. is blank again? And then he explains it to her and it's like thanks Donna because I thirteen year old me and also thirty seven year old me I don't know what the hell that is. So I'm really glad Josh just explained it to you. <laughs> I'm like 50-50 on it. And even then, sometimes I'm like, I don't think I really know what it is. But I'm not, I'm usually not like CJ in the census from the first season. I um, I like that construction more than the other sort of construction, which is, do you know about X? Of course I do. I'm a professional, you know, whatever. But I'm going to tell you, I'm, I'm then going to explain what X is anyway, even though you just said yeah. you know it. Yeah. Yeah. Because the audience needs to know. Um, next episode is is the midterms. We get right away to election stuff um josh is still at the hospital um and he's advising cj on stuff and the they're 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 sort of writing a post post assassination attempt bump that's all we can call it where they went from like a 30 point swing for favorability and they're then preparing okay how do we ride that through the midterms like what can we do for it um, and Sam encourages one of his law school classmates to run for, it's like in Florida. Yeah. It's, it's um, like a congressional yeah. seat. It's like a house. It's yeah. a house seat. And, 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 and uh, really contingent on this guy running is that Sam's like, we're going to be behind you. The president's going to be behind you. We got right. it. Right. Yes. And then they find out that there is evidence that he might have it, racial issues. The fact that he was striking minorities from yeah, it's like uh, jury juries. selection yeah. or something, uh, and maybe some stuff that he might have wrote or just it was it was a pattern that did not look good. Well, it, it didn't. So then, it did, even if it wasn't indicative of racism, it's it you it could be appear to be and be called racism from afar. Yes, and so thus, when it's easy, it's easy oppo research. You know, they they can just run. You know, do you want to vote for a racist? So Leo says, okay, cancel the support. We're not going to do it. And Sam has to go to Tom and be like, I'm sorry, but it's it's you know doing it. And, and as you said, it's like I only ran because you wanted me to to do this. Yeah, and and then now his name has been tarred because everyone knows he's a racist. Yes. Yeah, it's not, um, it's not just that he didn't get the president's support. It's that that gets out, and then thus his, his public image is tarnished also. Yeah, and, and then the president, 
he's having a there's a school board election that he's invested in because this guy that he used to run against that he fucking hates uh is running for the seat and he's doing better he's like doing more well than he than than they than they want and they're worried that he's going to take it so he wants to put his thumb on the scale and they're sort of like it looks really weird president mr president for you to be like going railing this hard on a school board uh you know election like i don't think the president has ever commented on a, on a school board election before um it's I like this because it does show that Jed gets wild hairs about things. Mm-hmm. It's always really funny when all of a sudden they, everyone's just basically like, Jed's on a tear. And they're like, oh, it's about X, Y, Z. They're like, mm, yep. Or no, it's about the, you know this other thing. Like, oh, okay. This is um, the one where he, like, I, I, One sorry. thing I will say with this episode. God, sorry. Oh, no, 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 please go ahead. All I was going to say is this is the one where he like tells off that like religious lady. Um the mm. like super update religious lady and like um, yes. does the like when the president stands nobody sits. I just wanted to call that out. The, the doc the doctor <laughs> yes. Laura stand in, yeah. God, um, I love him. Yes. I will say this episode really surprised me when I watched it for the first time because the the scene with Sam talking to the congressman, that felt like, okay, we're setting this up as a runner for the season. We'll check in with him a few times. And then no, they do the whole election in one episode. That was that was really yeah. novel to me when I first watched this. Yeah, oh, yeah. It, it was very interesting. And then, as you say, it ends with this gathering of talk show hosts and radio announcers. And he's like doing he, he basically comes in, does some bantering. Yeah. And then he's sort of like you can tell something distracted him and they cut to the radio no, the, or the television host. So we know who it is. And he you know goes back to answering a question. Then all of a sudden he stops and he's like, excuse me, you're, you know, blah, blah, blah whatever her name is. And as you said, he's like, you know, you stand when the president is here and then just rails on, rails on her in the religion, similar to the, to the uh, first episode where he calls the, you know, the religious people assholes uh, in that part of it there too. Yeah. Um, She, she tries to use Bible verses against his policies. And then he calls out the hypocrisy of, you know, all the the weird shit in the Bible. Yep. Mm -hmm. And this also is where um, uh, we see kind of like, the effects of the shooting, like Charlie and Zoe, are still sort of they like make up. back up to yeah. each other again. But they, yeah, they make up, and and They're then sweet. as you say, don't appear yeah. so much more. Dear. I mean, Charlie does, but not so much so. Yeah. Um, through it all, she'll be back <sighs> in this White House. Oh, this, she'll be back. <laughs> this White House. This one is. Yeah, but brutal. Ainsley. Um, <laughs> Ainsley Hayes. Oh yes, this is the. Let's talk about the introduction of Ainsley Hayes. First, what is what was your thoughts about Ainsley Hayes being added into this formula um, since she is our, our first new OG season two character that becomes a regular um, regular? My like opinion on Ainsley is it's a shame they like lost her because I loved her. Um, Sorkin loves a like good Republican character who's like mm-hmm. there yep. to be in opposition to like the good guys, but it's like like this woman does not actually exist. Like there is no Ainsley, yeah. but I love the actress. Yeah. Um, she had great chemistry with um, Sam with Rob Lowe. Yep, that should have gone somewhere and it didn't, and then they both left. So that's sad. But oh yeah, I the thing for me with Ainsley. And it's not so much in this episode. In this episode, I think she gets a pretty good establishment. But 
he makes her do some wacky shit in in ways that were like, look, aren't women yes. funny? And I really like, especially this watch. I really that really rubbed me the wrong way, and it, it made me it was so it was so interesting because I was thinking like, I love this character, mm-hmm. but I also hate what you're yes. doing with this character, and it's the same person. He loves a tiny little blonde lady that he can make do mm-hmm. embarrassing things, and yes, he's been known to or write... be a villain or be a villain. Yeah. Yes, he's. <laughs> been known to be terrible at writing women i mean on the one hand then you've got like yes. claudia jean craig who is one of the best women characters to ever exist but yeah ainsley like there was a lot of potential she does really stupid shit sometimes that's just you know like she goes and dances around in a bathrobe and stuff like why would this character yeah. ever do that it doesn't make sense like yeah the runner where she just always wants to eat constantly. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah, but that's that's the 90s. The 90s loved a skinny little, or late, I'm sorry, late 90s, early 2000s, a skinny little woman who eats all that's the true, time. Yeah. Like, it's Gilmore it Girls. Was... It's, like, they love that. Um, there's just a very small detail. Like, when they're first talking about Ainsley before she even comes on, and it's the guy from Married with Children talking about how they're going to have this blonde girl on, um, and they call her Leggy. Yep. That's a tiny little woman. That, Would we? I thought that's a sort. That's a Sorkinism. Like, Sorkin loves the leggy blonde. But like, can you be leggy if you're like a teeny tiny little petite woman? I thought leggy meant like if you have a very if you have a short I torso, so. you can have yeah. long legs. Because I, I, I was just gonna say I'm very she tall. Yeah, like no she torso. Had no I'm torso very at tall all. and I have very short legs. So. She was just a pair of legs with like a blonde wig on top. That's yep. all she was. Um, mm-hmm. I'm fairly leggy. But I think I'm. I think my torso and my legs are proportional. I don't really. Yeah. I haven't. Now I need to figure this. I'm gonna have to go to a customer and be like, "You let me know the averages." You have right to know the proportion for it to be qualified yeah. as leggy. Um, when they when they hire Ainsley and like the reaction is super negative throughout the White House, like that felt a little um, exaggerated to me. Like obviously, yeah, like oh they just hired a Republican, that's bad or whatever. But like CJ was straight up yelling. That felt very out of character for CJ. Like, why would she be yelling about that? And she's like, why the hell did you think I wasn't going to yell if I did it in public? Or like, what do you, stop. Like, that's not, that's not CJ. That's. I don't, I don't know. I, I feel like even back then things were pretty partisan and, and there wasn't oh, yeah. like, so it's, so it's not, it's not like, like handshaking across the aisle was that common then even. So. I just I, I can kind of I just don't see her as yeah. being like the over emotional yelly type, but you know she's a yes. woman and women jo- be Josh, yelling. Toby, yes, <laughs> yeah, Toby. CJ, it should so have much. been Toby. That would have made more sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and especially because it was one of those things where, oh, I guess it's because maybe she was going to have to run stuff past like legal stuff past her, and she just was like frustrated yeah. because that's like oh this. But she wasn't this bitch is like, the one that's gonna that important. It. Yeah, it was weird. title. Like she gets stuck in the basement. Yeah. Like it was kind of no. like it felt very like I don't know, but um, yeah, they all loved her when he was when she was smacking down Sam Seaborn. Yeah, that was cute. Like the ginger get the yes. popcorn and all that. Yeah. Um, we are like I feel like I want to stall because the rest of this episode is so sad and depressing. I was just because we've been talking around it. I will I'll take the lead on this part um here because I can talk about my experience going through this. Um. So the president of the African nation of Kundu, which is one of a few fictional places that they bring up in the West Wing, for the most part, I was surprised how much they talk about actual countries because I knew they had some like fake countries that they had made. I thought that was just what they did in general. I mean, obviously, like, big countries. 
I knew they were going to talk about. But they're talking about stuff like, oh, the Syrian terrorists and like, Later, you like know, Brazil. Islamic stuff. I'm like, yeah. oh, this is like, shit, this is like stuff that we're still dealing with now. Um, but he comes because he is having discussions with U.S. pharmaceutical companies that produce an HIV drug and it is more expensive in uh, Africa to get it in his country. Uh, he's, he's talking about Africa in general, but in we'll just say in uh, in Kundu, uh, it's more expensive there. And he's like comparing it, say in Sweden, it costs this much, like f- two digits, forty or whatever. Here it costs a hundred, whatever. And the pharmaceutical people come back and they basically like, well, you know, it's about the pricing for it. There's different regulations. Plus also implying that we don't even know if the stuff that we supply gets there. And he's like, okay, are you saying we have corruption and grift in my administration? And that I don't have that, like, I don't have my people's interest in mind. He's like, is that what you're implying? And of course, everyone, the, the White House people in the middle of it are just like, oh my God. We, how are we going to navigate this? Because they are playing both sides and they're trying to... It feels very much, for lack of a better term, without trying to put too much modern like bent on it, it felt a little bit like, how do we be the white saviors here for your country? And like how do we navigate that and be the ones that the U.S. solves it and we're the one that makes the deal? And the Kudanese president kind of calls them out on it. And he's like, I, you know, represent my country and these things. And they end up, and, and there's also stuff where they realize the drugs are on a specific timetable and you have to take them eight, you know, every eight hours. And this one is every six hours and this one's every two. And they don't have wristwatch, so they can't keep time. And how are they going to know that? The, like, so there's much more even complicated factors than just like we're not trying to like be the the far as pharmaceutical companies are saying we're not trying to be racist. We're just trying to like say there's these are these factors, and then the White House is having to like rub its head to be like okay. And then during Wait, all hold on, of this, hold on. I just want to talk. I just want to say it real out. quick. That's that's just bullshit. They have clocks in Africa. Like no, no, no. they can't tell time there. It's famously. It, it was just one of those things where oh no, I know, I trust me. It just it, it, like I said, they were trying to say, oh, we're not being racist <laughs> is the reason, but the reason ends yeah. up being racist. Yeah, it was exactly. the '90s. We didn't know anybody. All of that. <laughs> Once again, it was not. Uh, it was 2000. I don't know why I keep saying it was the '90s. <laughs> I mean, it, it, the yeah. '90s were were trailing sure. off. It was pre 9/11. It was. Yeah, it was. As we know, <laughs> because we didn't have a parable. Yeah. <gasps> and I so, get a boyfriend. There, there's a coup in his country, and this is happening. And he finds out, and he's like, okay, his family's either dead or has fled the country, and they're offering him this sanctuary there. And he says, I need to go to be with my people. And they're like, Mr. President, they have taken over the airport. You cannot go back because they have control of it. And they have killed your son and your brother. We think your wife and children might have gotten away. We don't know, but we cannot guarantee your safety if once you leave, you know, the United States and go there. And he says, I have to go, you know, be where my people are. You know, it's my duty to return as the leader of my country. And then as soon as he arrives, he gets murdered on the runway as soon as he's Yeah, there. he gets executed as uh, soon as his and, plane lands, basically. Yes. Um, and so 
they find that the very like that's the last part that's delivered and it just is sad there's no you don't really get even a a moment of like to deal with it within the show that it just sort of ends that way and you know next episode next week we'll be here and then it's tough it was it was episodes like that it's always very jarring the end credits are so jaunty and it like just ends on such a down note and it's like that's fair to be fair i think when it goes into commercial there's that's no true. sound that's and then true when it comes but back, if you're watching like, yeah, it on max are, <laughs> old snuffy walden um so episode five is where we get a wonderful guest appearance from mr john larica you loved this you I loved this dis- I loved this. Oh, I did. Oh, I was messaging, being like, "Does he is he a returning character? Please tell me he's recurring." He's like, "I think he's only in this one." I'm like, "No." And I'm sorry, he gets replaced with fucking Oliver Platt. So I'm like, "Bye, John." Yeah, Lerker. I'm, I'm the same way. I'm, I'm I'm team Steph on that one. I'm team Babish. Okay, no, I'm also. No, I love Babish. I love an Oliver Platt too. I'm not. This is. I didn't realize that that is technically who like replaces him in the hierarchy yeah. of things. If I actually have to happen, I'm fine with that. I but like it's so unceremonious. Like they talk about Tribby a few times without showing him again. I think this is the only mm-hmm. episode he's in. Right. They mention him from time to time and then all for the next time you see a lawyer is like that amazing first scene with Oliver Platt. So Oh yeah. But I do I like if if Oliver Platt wasn't in the picture, I like Trivi. I would have been fine with him staying, but like come on. <laughs> my my favorite part about this is that there's the the runner during it is that um, President Bartlett has to record his like weekend address that he does. It's always a weekend radio, you know, fireside chat little thing. And they have guests that come in, and they're like, "Oh, last time it took him several times to do it. We had to give out keychains at the end, you know, because it took Donna's him so in charge long. of this also. Like, is, you know. is key. Yes, and he they're recording it with like a bunch of dignitaries, and <laughs> Larrakat truly just busts on in with a fucking cricket bat in his hand. And just is chewing out the president for ex. I didn't remember the reason, but for hiring Ainsley. For hiring Ainsley. Oh, that's right. It was yeah. hiring Ainsley. Yep. Yes, that's right. I knew he got mad about it. I didn't remember if that was the first part. And he just is so like furious about it. And then Bartlett's like, "Okay, well, we'll maybe deal with this uh, with after we have our group of wonderful guests here that are here for my." And he's like, "Hey." You know, uh, it's is it the second time around that has children, or is it the first time that has I, children? I don't remember. <laughs> Keynote: This is about leaf peeping. That's what the that's what the address leaf is peeping. about. <laughs> yes, it is leaf peeping. Leaf Does, peeping. Leaf peeping. Is that a that is that a phrase? Peep leaf peeping. Um, and uh, so then. <laughs> Also, during this, the first lady finds out the president can have sex again. So there's also this like really right. just farcical runner of them trying to get yeah, trying to get uh, alone with each other for and it. They don't and, use the word riding yeah. at all. Yes, they don't. Well, they, they do don't not. have sex at all. Um, so. um, no, they don't. Because he makes fun of Nellie Bly yeah. that there was a statue dedicated to Nellie Bly. This is the first time I ever heard of Nellie Bly, who I think is awesome, um, and. Oh, yeah, First Bly. Lady rightfully gets pissed because you got to show respect mm-hmm. to Nellie Bly's name. Um, and she says, no, you're not having sex tonight. You're going to hear about Nellie Bly. I love Stalker Channing in this role. She is so She's good. So I love She's the way so she great. talks. I love the way she delivers mm-hmm. Sorkin lines. Not everybody can do it, and she can do it really well. She has I love such her. good chemistry with um, Martin Sheen totally. also. like they, they play off each other. Totally. Mm-hmm. I see a husband and wife in a way that I don't always see in stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
Absolutely, 100% agree. It's a real bit-heavy episode yeah. because it's Josh and his insurance and them trying to, like, get the runaround of how to get the insurance to pay for his hospital bill. Then you have the president and uh, the... Radio address. Uh, I would say the, 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 the lady uh, trying to have sex. The radio address. You have John Larroquette running around, uh, you know, kind of challenging Ainsley. She gets the bit where she's in the basement. The steam and is in, like, pipe the st- trunk steam pipe distribution, trunk distribution center. Yeah. Valve. Yeah. Yes. Um, and, and then also there's Gilbert and Sullivan throughout this he loves gilbert and sullivan he does we you know that cold open everyone should know that cold open in uh in studio 60 was foreshadowed (laughs) (laughs) and then cj had like there's a there's a a general that's retiring and wants to be able to speak out about how he thinks that the the administration's weak on military all generals think that every single administration's weak on military yeah and so um they are gonna like basically try and not like soft gag him, like not literally bar him from speaking. But uh, CJ finds out she's like, "Oh, you wear medals that you probably shouldn't wear, and are kind of using stolen valor." And he's like, "Oh, okay." And then the president is like, "No, no, no, let uh, him talk. Let him he's, talk. He's he's ironed it. Whatever. He's just a little. He's, he's just like, a little blowhard. He was in a war that I wanted nothing to do with, or whatever. Yeah, and like, it's like, and and if we can't take, you know, if we can't take some guff from a general, how good of an administration really are we? You know, attitude that again, a lot of a lot of Jed is just coming back to. If we can't face these challenges, well, gosh darn it, I don't even want to be with you. I mean, it's it's, it's, the, it's the it's the full Sorkin thing of. I'm going to do the right thing and not the thing I should do that will work out for me because I will win out in the end. Yeah. And it always magically works in in his show. It usually works in this, in this universe. Um, There's also the runner about um, Penzance and the other play. Oh, they're all about honor. Yeah. Yeah, It was Penzance or Penafor. Yeah. Um, which which also everyone from. on the senior staff is just intricately knowledgeable about about this specific piece of musical theater. Yep. Oh yeah. Of course they are. There's a thing like that he says about Trivi. It's like I think it's like a throwaway line that somebody says like he could have a job making 10 times what he makes here and like he loves Sorkin loves that. They use that in the newsroom. Mm-hmm. Like they it's always like well, she could be making a million dollars down the street but she's here because she's honorable god damn it. Like mm-hmm. they loves that. Uh, next episode is the lame duck congress session where they basically are trying to they don't know if they're going to be able to pass the comprehensive nuclear test ban treaty. Uh, if the midterms don't go the way that are because oh, the midterms have gone through so they know like uh, we're having yeah. an issue with it and like okay is it worth calling a lame duck for that part because they need uh 12 votes from democrats um who are voted out who, who aren't going to be there anymore this is the one where like donna's on like the osha stuff and they're talking about like getting carpal tunnel, and they say types. Oh yes, and, and, the, and the assistants all <laughs> revolt. Yeah. <laughs> so they start hunting, pecking. Because I, for a moment, like, wait a minute. I even remember sending this message. I'm like, does does Margaret really like hunt and peck type? Is she one of those people? I was like, oh my god. And I was, <laughs> she oh, would. No. Margaret She's would. She's doing it on purpose. But Margaret it's 2000. Would. People That's don't have computers at home. 
Yeah, exactly. I believe that she was just yeah. naturally hunting and pecking, but then they're like, well, we need She to looks at Leo and just immediately like, starts naturally. typing faster. <laughs> I want to throw back a Margaret moment from the first two episodes that she can sign the president's name oh, she's been yes. practicing, and she's really good at it. <laughs> so you can have a yeah. coup d'etat. <laughs> yeah, it, you know, and eventually the the president decides not to call the special election because he's like, it, it comes down to, again, let's honor the will well, of the Well, not voters. just the will of the voters. There's one... You know, there's one holdout who I think was influential and could get the rest of the holdouts to vote, and he refused to budge because he he knows that he was not elected, he was not reelected, so he doesn't no longer. Oh and, yes, and it's yes. his it's, like um... will that really does it, and and like this is also again a very Sorkin-y thing, which is like we're gonna fight really hard for something, and then at the last minute we're gonna realize we didn't do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that happens again later with the um the filibuster episode. I feel like. Yes. And probably many, many, many times. But that one just came to mind. Uh, The Um, Portland Portland trip. trip. Leo's divorced. Yeah. (laughs) That came through. And uh, this is funny because at the beginning of it, everyone's like basically kind of mad about who gets drafted to have to be on this like uh, late night flight. Uh, to go to Portland, um, which because he's doing a speech, uh, like a, a speech on education, and um, oh my god, this is also where this is like a few years out, but it also just feels so like now where there's an oil tanker that was hauling black market crude oil around UN sanctions, and it was I is Iraqi crude oil, and I was just like. Oh my god, it was still sucking off oil's dick, you know, how many years later, and these were issues on here, but um, there is a another plot that I find interesting, because it's about log cabin Republicans, and a closeted gay Republican congressman who doesn't support same-sex marriage, and like, when when he basically gives his little speech on why it's like i do believe in small government i do believe in all of these little and it's just like fuck you he Go does this again in the yourself. newsroom he does this exact same thing on the newsroom there's like a the, gay yeah. uh, gay man who supports rick santorum for president and like goes like goes hard on how much he supports rick santorum. i haven't heard that name oh yeah years i know i'm sorry <laughs> oh i have to think about it too much because i'm from iowa and so we oh. were the ones that that when the first vote went through santorum won the caucus but then they did some tallying because they didn't get some results in and romney actually by a few votes won mm. uh iowa and stuff so it, we could have shut santorum the fuck up if they could I mean, count yeah. their votes america quicker. did a good job of that eventually <sighs> but, um sometimes they do yeah. the right thing. Um, other runners in this one is there's they're they're talking about the speech that the president's gonna give and they want to um they're they're debating if they should make a big swing in education or not. And then the, then there's also the piece of the presser on the plane. CJ has distributed copies of the speech to the press and yep. he's like, There's no more changes, there's no more changes, and then there are changes. Um well, they open the door and there's like they're like there's no more changes. They open the door. It's like we gotta cut the whole thing. Start from scene one. This speech is terrible. I and can't. And they're like, Danny won't give okay. it back, but everybody else gives mm-hmm. it back. Yes. What do you guys think about admit, Danny? I love yeah. Danny. I love Danny. I love Danny and CJ. I do love Danny. I, he got her a goldfish. <laughs> it, it's cute. It, 
I, he's the adorable. only thing is I, I find it annoying when people say I don't like you and the other person's like no you do yeah. that's the only part of the relationship that I don't think ages that well but CJ does actually like yeah. him so it is, it is it is kind of like I mean we as the audience know the yeah I think I think it's and I like that she that she does explore other options throughout the series and I so I like that it's not just all Danny all the time because I think he's a little much sometimes yeah. but I do love yeah. Him. yeah um also also um CJ lost a bet and so she has to constantly do Notre Dame things yes the hat oh and she God, has to lead yes. them in the fight song we're flying over <laughs> South Bend um, yep. Don- and Donna wears that dress. Yes. Also. And Josh is checking her out. Yeah, because 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 oh, jo- yeah. that was important. Josh, to me. Josh makes her come back after her di- after her yes. date, so that she 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 can wrap up with him after he talks to the the, the gay congressman. And she says like, yeah. "Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna you know I, I I bought the dress, but I'm gonna return it tomorrow." And and then, and at the end, Josh says like, um, "You should buy yourself that dress, Donna. You look you look amazing in it." Ah. <sighs> Oh, I love it. I love a good um, Josh Donna moment. Our our next episode, and I don't know, how to, I, I never remember how to pronounce this. Shibboleth. 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 I watch it every um, year on Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, so this is a Thanksgiving episode, and uh, a group of immigrants uh, arrive My- or ref- well refugees. yeah mig- migrants from china who are asking for asylum asylum because of religious persecution in china because because yes. they because yeah, they are christians they we, we are christian christians. evangelical groups and uh, that's the and, and what's interesting is about because being from an evangelical background i know of these things and i know of efforts to get um people who are from uh, certain, uh, uh, even different, uh, uh, back then, it even would have been things, places like um, Thailand Man Laos and, um, uh, oh God, I'm thinking of the other one. Yeah, Vietnam. We have, we actually have several um, high packets of Asian populations in Des Moines that came from that area during the time because Iowa was much more welcoming to immigrants in the early 90s. Uh, and it was because of religious persecution reasons. And so the happy part of me is being like, yeah, they got out of there. But the cynical part of me is like, well, yeah, if you happen to be the right religion mm. and for the connections within, you know, the government, which is what this is about. Did they know the right person? And these are actually just yeah. people who know the they're right Well, no, no. <laughs> yeah. Are they faking yes. it because they just want well, to get that, into the country? They're, yeah. They're, the exactly. cynics are saying they're faking it. Yeah. Um, which I, I feel like the whole point was like, no, they actually are religious, so it's okay. And it's like, that's a weird message. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Even well, if they were faking brings... it, it's okay. Like, <laughs> Well, I think, it, I think it would have been a more, it's going to cause strain in the international relationships to accept them. And that's why they want to make very sure that they do. do. Like it is obviously the, well, my it, man dropped the word yeah. shibboleth immediately. Is, so he's in the it club. It is obviously <laughs> the humane thing to do to let them in the country, but they they yes. wouldn't necessarily do that automatically. Yes. Um, so I know that's the yeah. main plot, but I mean, the turkeys, the turkeys, the well, knife. Yes. There's the turkeys. <laughs> beautiful subplot. Where CJ has turkeys in her Troy office, and, and she has to choose which one is more photogenic because that will be the one that gets pardoned, and the other one will become dinner. Yes. And, and, and then and she, she feels bad, and she wants it. to buy the second mm-hmm. one, and it ends beautiful up that CJ episode. The, 
the president pardons one turkey, and the other one is drafted into military service, <laughs> therefore protecting him from dying. Yep. Oh, hooray, the military. Yep. Um, you got the subplot about Leo's sister and school prayer. Um, yes. I went to Catholic school, and when I watched this episode, I was in a Catholic school, and I, like, literally was like, oh, my God, this is, like, a thing. Like, it, like that was... For a 13-year-old me, I didn't even realize the issue, and I was just kind of mm-hmm. like, I learned something today. It was a good subplot. Nowhere near on the level of the refugees or the turkeys or yeah, the we knife, talk about the fucking knife. the other plot. Gotta talk about the knife, man. Oh, my God. <laughs> Passed down from his family, made by Paul Revere, and he gives he give the it knife to? to Charlie. Oh, because he He's wants so... to make sure that Charlie has a good carving knife. He's for so the proud of him, and he loves him so much. And oh. my favorite part is the runner of it is that first he's like, we need to get an American knife. We have an American knife carving this turkey. And he's like, I hate the American knife. It's terrible. Give me get a good German knife. Give German me the knife. And it's like the good, yeah. like he's specifically like, oh, you you know the knife. Yeah, yeah. They, one, like, they, they, that good one. He knows everyone that, that Charlie is bringing to him. He's like, I've just drove that knife. I don't I don't like the I don't like the weight of it. Yeah, it's it's so funny. Um, yeah, I it, Sorkin loves a good holiday episode. I mean, it it makes sense because that just is TV. But you can tell Sorkin really loves to try and like put some. Uh, he he loves throwing a curveball in it, and it's like oh, here's a lot of fun comedic stuff. But then we gotta make sure the reason for the season sort of conversations that go on with it. I'm thinking mainly the Studio 60 um, yep. with the Christmas episode uh, mm-hmm. on there, but Christmas also episode the, this season. Um, the Christmas episode Ugh. this season, which we're not quite there yet. Um, we have Galileo next, um, where they have... NASA receives um, photos from Mars, from a Mars... Or, yeah, photos from a Mars probe. A Mobs probe. A Mars probe. Then there's a missile silo fire in, in Russia, Russia <laughs> and they're trying to figure out, did a fucking nuclear bomb explode <laughs> underground or not? Because they can see the heat from it, and they're, they're like, oh, it's a power plant facility. Like, there's no power plant there. That's not <laughs> what that is. And mixed in with, the, you can't read these these plot descriptions without sounding like you you what, are some grandma ranting like. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's like, and then the president he doesn't like green beans. He doesn't like That's green beans. Some problems in Oregon. No, he doesn't like that. And then Josh, well, he investigates. There's this man. He's uh called for Puerto Rico statehood, and they're gonna try and uh, figure that out. But well, what's that? Happens oh, that's like stuff. the and it's just stamps, like, right? The the Puerto Rican statehood. That's yes, the stamps thing. exactly. Okay, I didn't even take notes on that. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Um, and then uh, she, uh, CJ, doesn't want to attend the opera because she's gonna have to face a bunch of State Department employees who she turns down. For a job. Is this and the one where the several... one guy is like, you didn't hire me because I stopped yes. dating you? What yeah. the hell? Yeah, no, yeah. Oh, it was weird. It was Asshole. There were weirdos who came out of the woodworks for that part of it. I was like, ugh, whatever. I want to uh, I wanna just say or propose a question. What are your oh. thoughts on Sam and Leo's daughter? Because I never liked that subplot at all. I his I chemistry liked with it. his chemistry with Ainsley 
eclipsed his chemistry with what's her name, Leo's daughter. I don't remember her name. So Maybe yeah. It didn't interest well, like, me, and they I brought her back, the and reason, I was like, oh, I don't care. <laughs> but I guess the reason is is that um, Leo's daughter is pro- like her. She is presented as someone who is in conflict with Sam and isn't interested. There's not like it, it, there's no chemistry because there was none meant to be written, and it comes from her side. I thought at first up. there was. Like I thought in season one there was something. But maybe there was I'm a little bit of yeah. fl- there was a little bit of flirting on it, but yeah. she is the one that sort of chooses to yeah. shut it down, which is then why Ainsley and him can have the flirtiness. But there's still yes. the you know the mutual attraction. So when she does pop up, it is the great oh oh. It's like two two dates to the prom, but not quite because he's not yeah. dating Ainsley or. You know, I, I'm not daughter. crazy about Leo's daughter, but I did like that she, like, kind of, like, nagged at him and, like, why are we bothering going to space? And he gives that, like, amazing speech, like, because that's what's next. And, like, and then she was yes. just like, yeah, I was just fucking with you. I just wanted to get you all riled up. Like, <laughs> that, that was a good is Tom Dieter in the, in the charity dinner in Studio 60. And also basically a very similar plot in Sports Night as well. That's fair. Okay. Um, Noel. Noel, Noel, Noel. I didn't even this take is... notes on Noel because this episode is, I just know it front to back. I you love know this it from so start much. to finish. Oh, I love this episode so much. This is a Josh episode. He is going through it because of the shooting. And uh, he goes to see a psychiatrist. He's forced he's, to, Because yeah. he's ordered to. Like, Leo's like, you need to go. Like, I, you are not well, and you need to do something about this. And he's being pissy. He's being real pissy. And we... So- Yes, and we and sort some of... kind of event three weeks ago like set everybody off, but we don't know what it yeah. is. Or like yeah, back and it's, forth. It's it's really built cryptically. We just sort of see him going on like starting to really unravel in front of everyone else on there. Um He's yeah. snapping at people and Toby's got the band playing mm-hmm. in the lobby and that's upsetting him, but yeah. we don't know why and And um <sighs> Yo-Yo and Ma's there. He, he, he hurt his <laughs> hand because he he says he dropped a glass. Yes, they keep going back yes. to how did you hurt your hand? How did you hurt your hand? He dropped the glass, and we find out no, he punched out his window mm-hmm. in a yes. moment of anxiety because something was tr- it was it's about sound triggering. This episode is basically about how the fact that he's not over the event and. I don't remember what I don't remember what in his apartment was triggering him that made Those him carolers? punch the window the, out. Well, was it carolers? I don't because he's getting. It was like the Yo-Yo Ma yes. concert. The cello mm-hmm. made him think of the sirens. Mm-hmm. But then yes. I don't know. I don't know specifically when he was in his room if there was any one thing or if it was just like it just all like that's like where he blew, he blew building up. to that. I I don't get how yeah. he could still do the like the coaster and the glass story because obviously like they they were come they were at his door coming to check on him like did they not open the door and go hey you punched out that window over there I don't but I I think it's the level the of denial that he's still in and the yeah. and uh, his unwillingness to it's the it's the you know sort of like uh when you're dealing with an addict and it's like we all know that you're an addict and so we're not going to talk about it though you know, because, but at the same point, it's like, you need to, like, you need to be the one to realize it. So he's, he's blocking it and won't be the one to admit it. So like, we can't go further until you admit, you know, you didn't 
cut your hand dropping a glass. You know that you punched out a window. And we know that <laughs> that too. So how, how can we... You can't talk to us about how you need people to allow your to be, like help you get out of this hole and and things like that. But you can't be open to us in the first place to be honest about where you are and what you need. Uh, Al Alan Arkin's son is the oh. psychiatrist guy. Yes. Oh my great. God, Adam Arkin. Yeah, yes. I love an Adam Arkin. Also, guy. also this um, episode also, no, was. No, please. Go ahead. Mine's really not important because it has to do with the newsroom, which I know you hate. But this entire episode was later yep. just like copied by the newsroom. Like they yes. did the exact same episode, but it was um, what the hell's his name? Bernard from Santa Claus. I don't know. I can't think of his name. That guy. Um, he no, was... no, Jeff Daniels is the main guy. <clears throat> it doesn't matter. Oh, yeah. Jeff Daniels is the guy. Like he's be, yeah. he's the Josh oh, okay. in that okay. episode. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. the exact yeah. same episode. Well, but so less good. We're coming up on one of those better. too. If, West Wing gets one of those too. Um, but key point here is that Don is the first person to know that Josh was experiencing PTSD because he's been trying to like hide it. Yes. Oh, and Donna. Of course, because she loves him noticed. so much. Josh, I mean, Donna and Leo are there from Leo's there and with the speech oh, yeah. about. Guy jumps the in the guy hole. That guy falls guy in the falls hole. in the hole. And the, the, yeah, and the priest mm -hmm. walks by and says a prayer for him. And the doctor writes him a prescription. And then his friend jumps in with him and he's like, now we're both down here. And he's like, but I've been here before and I know the way out. Mm. Beautiful. There is a subplot here that I I just found personally fascinating because it is an area of of interest of mine, which is uh, Nazi looted artwork. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> a plot here where there's a woman who's on a White House tour and sees a painting and screams and is screaming in a different language. They don't know, but it's just screaming and, and, and losing. And they're like, okay. So they don't know what to do with her because, like, what do this lady? And long and short of it is, is that she recognizes the painting because it was from, stolen from her, family. from her family, you know, from, by, yeah, by the Vichy France regime. And then it gave it to the United States as a gift. And so they take it from the White House and they give it to her and they even say, if you want, we will hang this up at the you know, the National Art Gallery. It will be and it'll there, appreciate you know, and value see, and yeah. you know, and, and everyone gets a chance to see it and she just says, Thank you, but no thanks. I oh. I would just really Yeah, they also talk about it. how like it's now worth like three hundred thousand yeah. dollars. Which seemed low. Yes. But yeah. It's already appreciated. They'll mm -hmm. let it appreciate even more. But she's like, nah. It's mine. It seems low now. But the I can tell, again, in, it, within the last 20 years, the amount of money that is being thrown on art, mostly, I'm sure, for money laundering purposes, uh, and also just the amount of money that exists because money has been invented out of thin air by microtransactions during tech boom industries, uh, the, value, the appreciation for how much paintings are going for is insane. It is the most fucking insane market that exists out there for these things. But still, I love going to art museums and looking at every single goddamn one of them. I want to say, just before we move on from this episode, assuming that we are moving on, Josh yells at the president, and that really is like the, okay, well, you have That's to go talk to somebody deal. now. You're going to get fired. Um, and Bradley Whitford very deservingly won an Emmy for this episode. I don't know if you care about oh, winning Emmys or whatever. I did not know. Yes. He did. He won for this episode. I um, do care. I like knowing these facts. Yeah. I mean, I think Allison Janney won like every yes. year for this show. Did she really? Well, oh, good yeah, for her. Yeah, deservedly. I don't know if that's true. She won a lot. She won a lot. She yes. was deservedly because she's amazing. And also she had one she's... of those streaks 
where it's well, like every year they're like, here, we're going to fucking yeah. answer well, Ju- and your no or whatever. No other woman on the cast was even like close yeah. because it was mm-hmm. like in terms of like it's mostly male and then like yeah. other otherwise like guest stars. Time, yeah. yeah. yeah in, ter- so, in terms of lead actress, but, yeah, she's, she's probably yeah. the lead actress. Yeah, um, and I think a, a handful of people probably won for this, but yeah, Bradley Whitford got nominated a bunch of times, mm-hmm. deserved it. I love him so much, and he's so good in this episode, so well-deserved. Yeah. I, I, I want to tell the story again real quick, which is that when they were filming this, they were going to have Yo-Yo Ma play to, like, pretend to play to a track because he's like, oh, we're going to you know, we have to do pickup shots, and we have to start and stop and go all over the place, and he's like, no, I got it, and then he just did it. Oh. He did it flawlessly. To quote Donna, yes. Yo-Yo Ma rules. Yes. <laughs> yes I, we texted that back and forth. Yo-Yo Ma does rule. I have to say, the joy of this was, Missy was watching it, and I, I was watching ahead of it th- this season, uh, like a little bit ahead. So in addition to having all the stuff refreshed for me, I was getting to see her c- discover all of these bits for the first time. <laughs> it's Yeah, it's beautiful. I really enjoyed like, uh, I tr- sometimes I'm like, do I want to take notes? Do I not want to take notes? Because am I distracting myself? Am I thinking too much about what I'm writing? But sending stuff to Alice always just helps me in the moment because it truly is the most like, what? Like, d- what? <laughs> um, so the leadership breakfast, I'm going to admit, I don't remember too much about this specific episode. I know what happened in it in the sense of it's a, it's a leadership oh. breakfast for like encouraging bipartisan yeah. support and they totally fuck it up yes. with the Republican yes. majority. Felicity Huffman. Felicity Huffman tricks Toby. Felicity Huffman. Oh, Felicity <laughs> she tricks this. Toby. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. my God. And then, I forgot. And this is the one where Toby's like, we we can't get two weeks into the year without coughing up the ball. Yes. yes this one exactly. opens with the fire where they like set the fire in the fireplace, but the flu is shut. And then, you know, you told oh, me not yeah. to wake you up unless the building was on fire. And then, da, da, na, na. And they say, yeah, it's a very good opening. Yes. Once again, just listen to Donna. They would <laughs> yeah, have not exactly. started a fire. Um, the briefs aside, I'm trying to figure out what the fuck Dr. Yeah. President is playing with in the background because okay. he's flapping with stuff. And it's just a giant thing of... of uh... Okay, well, Missy's gone. <laughs> of I want to talk about sports night real quick. these things. I don't know where he found this. Oh. <laughs> Amazon packaging, a giant thing of brown paper. <laughs> what are your thoughts on sports night? I don't know that I have much to say on sports night. Yeah, I mean, really? I've watched it. I don't know it that well. Okay. Sports really? night was the first Sorkin thing I watched, and so I really imprinted on it, really. Yeah, I watched that <gasps> live. I didn't watch The West Wing because I didn't realize that he had a second show. Wow. Like, I literally just didn't know. That's kind of remarkable. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. Oh, is this because of Felicity Huffman? This is the, like... Um, Logical. This is the logical transition. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Also, 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 Missy doesn't wasn't really into sports night, so I was not a Josh Molina fan. <laughs> yeah, it just it didn't. It was but more. You hate where the West Wing's going. <laughs> it just wasn't my wasn't That's my fine. tempo. I do think you know? the West Wing's the best thing he's ever done. Like, I don't. It's hard to compare. Oh yes, and mm. my and I love the newsroom. I really Alice do love was... the newsroom. I'm 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 a, I'm a Sorkin apologist. I, I couldn't I made it like two episodes in and I couldn't do it. Um, it's very cringy. You have to like look past yeah. that if you're able. <laughs> uh, I don't want to rush past leadership breakfast. Well, no, we can we can, I, we, I we, 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 should, we should keep moving. Wait, I feel like there's one other thing. Oh, the Karen Cahill thing. Whatever you want to say. 
the joke, the Karen Cahill thing, how they all keep embarrassing themselves in front of this woman. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Like Sam mixes up mixes up Kazakhstan and Kyrgyzstan, and Donna like leaves her underwear. Also, and... also a sports night runner. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only other thing my I, I had like bullet points for every episode and then the second the rest of the episodes have like one or two points because i'm like let's just get down to brass tacks here like yeah. <laughs> um i i just saw who's in one of the next the, not one of the, the next episode and i i just want to get to the drop-in which is uh yeah. lord john marbury's <laughs> back baby <laughs> The joy, the joy of season one when he kicked down the door and came in and just threw himself around. Yeah. The, oh, I He's the great. delight. Alice was like, Of yeah. course, you fucking love <laughs> He's so hammy. Um, but I was so glad he was back and he's now appointed to. Uh, the right. British ambassador to the United yeah. States. Well, the, only because the other there was there's like someone was, else who was who needed someone else was gonna do it and then they couldn't they, I think they and got then like he some got kind sent. Of, I feel like it, he was like the third or fourth choice. Like they kept yes. running into issues with their other people. The other yes, and so he just the big plot with this them. one, like the other big plot with this one, was CJ and the comedian with the like told the joke that was i can't even remember whether it was like racial or something to do with cops or whatever but it was like edgy and the president didn't laugh but he really did and like it was like dancing oh, around the oh, cancel yeah, the correspondence culture of it all yeah, yeah like it was yeah yeah kind of like a eh, like i don't know it's it's sad to think how like relevant things are still I today think, yeah i think i was so just in You were just like Lord John Marbury. Lord That's John all Marbury. I give a shit I don't about. I don't blame you. I don't blame that you. Part of it. I yeah. remember. I remember them uh, like them. T- it's clashing about the uh, the uh, the speech that they have with uh, the environmental group. Like I remember, or like mm-hmm. that part of it all. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just I don't know why I love Lord John Marbury. As well. No, I know. Why. I know why. He's camp. <laughs> it's, he's camp. He I Missy yeah. loves camp. She is yeah. pro. She is in the camp. Camp. She's never made a um, secret of this. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Oh, okay. Bartlett's third State of the Union. This has the Columbia hostage situation where there are um, DEA agents that are being held by one of the Colombian uh, mercenary cartels. groups. Yeah, so one of the guerrilla groups. There, this episode like, and the one after yeah. it are almost like a two-parter. Like they like connect. yes, they are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yes. We got Joey Lucas, hottie. <laughs> oh my God, we Miss have... Marley Matlin. Um, I love. Oh my God, I love her so. I love her so much. Much. It's so difficult for me because I love Josh and Donna, but then you got Joey Lucas, and it's like, oh my God. See, and I was a Josh and Joey fan, and I love. I love. Joey's too good for him. Like full stop. Jo- like that is kind of true, though. That's like. But and I'm not saying Donna, Donna isn't. Saying Donna is it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Donna has some want growing to, to do. Like, like Donna's young and inexperienced, and she like by the end of the series is too good for Josh. But Joey Lucas shows up too good for Josh. Like he should, she should not lower yeah. herself to him at all. Yeah. Also, also she's not she's she likes him, but she is not romantically attracted yes. to him. He's more into yeah. her than the other way around, and she's yeah. very and, hip and this, to and Donna. Like she's like obviously Donna's in yes. love with you. By the way, like you're an idiot if you don't see yeah. that. Anyone can. I'm. I'm definitely. Yeah. I can see it. I can hear it. Well, um, and she's she's there because they're doing like pulling on gun control, 
and yeah. they're trying. To... Well, they're, they're doing they they're doing live reaction polling to the State of the Union and specific lines that were in the State of the oh, Union. Oh yes, mm-hmm. that is true. Yes, yes, yes. This and... this is also the one where Ainsley's like embarrassing herself by getting drunk and dancing around in her bathrobe and shit. Yep. Um, and because it, it's uh, the background is also they're doing a live capital beat a three hour. Capital B, live from the West Wing. And so some of the various White House people are rotated in and out to talk against, you know, some Republican mm-hmm. talking heads. They're, they're just character actors just dipping in and out. Um, why is Ainsley? I remember all the stuff There's about her There's a wet paint. What? There's Why a wet paint she... on the bench. Oh, the wet every, every, People keep CJ's sitting in wet paint in Statue Garden. pants, and then that. Yeah. It's a stupid thing, but whatever. I, it only it, affects it, it's, the women it's one of those, for some like, reason. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those, like, women just don't know Dummies. what they're doing. <laughs> it's, beca- it's, because, it's because Sorkin likes farce. Every single one yeah. of these bits is just a dumb joke that gets put into various farces. And so he, he just loves, he can't help but insert a bit despite the yeah. fact of how it makes yeah. the lo- the actual I logic just, of I wish Toby this person would, have would be an idiot paint. if that's all this. like yeah. why yeah. not Toby it's, it's sort of stuff where you would have to assume this person's an actual idiot for it to happen yeah. but the suspension of disbelief because it's a bit it's a farce we're supposed to laugh at it we can just go for it but yeah he loves doing that um Bartlett's third state of the union the series season 1 starts in his second year of office so this is his third year of office mm-hmm. however Presidents do not give a State of Union in their first year of office, so this is actually only his second State of the Union. So, you fucked up, Sorkin. You fucked up. (laughs) Idiot! God, you fucking idiot. He sat in wet paint. Fucking got him. You fucking got him. This is now the worst worst, uh, series of television that I've ever been a part of. They can't even get those things right. God. Fucking idiot. Um, uh, Ellie, um, episode 15... That one yes. involves uh, the Surgeon General it's... Marky Post. <laughs> yes, it, yes. Well, it is about the le- so she makes comments basically being like legalization of marijuana. Like it, it shouldn't be a class, you know, one schedule. Mm-hmm. Side it's drug. not for me to say, but compared to exactly. other class, yes. like schedule one. She drugs, doesn't even say. It. She's just like it's a little. She's silly basically like that... we have alcohol is legal well, and alcohol has worse effects than marijuana yes. does. Yeah, you know, and everybody. This is literally this fucking minds. (laughs) Yeah, but they literally have this exact same plot in Studio Sixty with the exact same phrase. It isn't for me to say, but gay marriage. Da 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 da. Um, and like it's it's one of these things where like Sorkin's talking about. We all know what she meant, but the words she said could be interpreted this way. But we're all gonna be idiots, and we're gonna talk about it this way. And like, I I get that. Like, I, I get annoyed by that stuff too, but. I feel like it, he hits it a little hard in these shows. It's crazy. It's again, like, it, was weed really considered that? Like, was that still that yeah. hot of an item back then? And yes. I know it was because oh, yeah. I watched it live. But it's crazy, like how far we've yeah. come. Because I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember the, I remember the heavy propaganda that came out of uh, Colorado legalizing weed mm. in what 2008, and how all it was going to be like. The repercussions of this are gonna like, oh my god! Now you people will be marrying dogs next. Oh wait, no, that's gay marriage that they said that about, and you know they're gonna be I'm, smoking I'm, their dogs. And I'm happily married to four cats right now, so they were true. Um, but but the real issue is not that the surgeon. I mean, the surgeon made it, but then also President Bartlett's daughter Ellie, who we have not met yet, 
um, basically made some comments about it supporting her to she Danny. Said she called Danny. She yes. called Danny to make comments. She said, like, yeah, my, she my dad won't, won't fire her. She, he wouldn't do that. Yes. And and of course, the Surgeon like General's also her godmother somehow. Like, <laughs> I forgot it's always got to be a fucking thing. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's not just, you know, yeah. a, a They're a basically telling issue. her it's... she has to resign so that they won't re- fire yeah. her. And she's like, no, I'm yes. not fucking resigning. Like, no, That's thanks. I, I won't resign. You can I didn't fire say anything wrong. Want, but... I'm a doctor. I gave yeah. medical advice. Like... Yeah. And then at the end of the episode, she says, I'll resign. And they're like, I don't want it. Yep. Like you said, they like fight this what? whole episode and like, ah, psych, like you're fine. Um, cool. I also love that this brings back um, Toby's ex-wife, who is a Andy. congresswoman, um, because they're trying to work on social security reform. Um, and this also just has like that that weird thing about the film producer making like a a yes, joke at the, the president movie. and again like there's another episode where it's just like someone made a joke about the president and it, we're like ah oh. yeah the the movie subplot it, it was that was all very like bc plot it was like about the president and his daughter who we didn't even really know yet and her basically saying yeah. like mm-hmm. you don't love me as much as the other two i don't even know how to make you happy and I, he, here's the thing i don't want to say it is it is i think these we talk about this and we're trying to be blasé about it. It is more fun to watch. Like these are good episodes to watch. I don't want to make a start yes. where we're going blah yes. blah blah blah. It's yeah, just yeah. more of it's hard to summarize yeah. them because mm-hmm. they're more about in the moment you care about it. But then when you yeah. take a step back, so, the, the dialogue. When you take such. a step back and you think about it, and they're like, oh, it's not really a huge issue that's that's going on. So you know it's going <laughs> to yeah. resolve well. Like yeah, these things are well because of course things don't go terrible except for yeah. very special episodes yeah. of. <laughs> Sorkin could write a play about two people in a room, a white room, watching paint dry, and it would be the most compelling dialogue you've ever heard, oh, yeah. but they're still talking about watching paint dry. Yes, exactly. Um, it, it, he he is a master of conversation and, and making personalities that are... It's so... He's good at making people really distinct but believable. Yeah. Like, I, I really struggle think like, the most unbelievable character who's still believable is, like, Lord John Marbury. And that's only yeah. because they, that character He's is, intending that to be over the oh, top. Oh, yes. It, it, is, it is meant to be a, again, a, a writing trope of this type of character who, who waltzes into the room and we're told so much about him before he arrives. And he just wants that effect on you. He's not trying to write that character to be right. the most realistic. But also, there are there are these people like that who exist who are like a bit of nutters who have like eccentric estrus and are just existing in this echelon of diplomatic places and it's just because of their connections that they exist. It's literally, they know these people who know these people and they're the right people to know, which is, you know, what you need for that. This like whole middle of the this, this season, like there i i really still truly believe there are no filler episodes these are the closest thing they're like they're even the summaries on wikipedia i'm looking at them like they're much shorter than the like oh yeah it it gets funny they pack a lot into it like it it, you do have to watch it like there's a lot of great dialogue there's great characters but like on paper not a lot happens it's about the president and his daughter and there's this thing with this movie that has inappropriate content and he didn't want to watch it it turned into a whole thing like charlie charlie turned it down me describing it yes 
Charlie turned it down because he didn't think the president would like it. And then some like conservative person said that that the president was like outlawing it or something, and it he got was denouncing up. it. And yeah. it was like that's not what happened. But mm-hmm. and like we don't um, want your support necessarily. But yeah. so we just didn't like the, the movie. One thing was. Um, these episodes aired in January, which is notoriously a, like a low ratings period. But and so there's, they didn't want to save all the good stuff for sweeps, which which is it's just yes. when like like the seventeen people starts ramping up. But mm. a runner throughout this whole season is that um, Jed told Abby that he was only going to run for one term, and she, why Alice? Because he has MS. <gasps> <gasps> he does. We're not at 17 people yet. Wait, wait, wait. wait. It's, it's been mentioned. Like, it was yeah. mentioned in the very yeah. first episode of well, the season. Because they the had doctor. to notify like, the, the anesthesiologist. Yeah. 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 Yep. I couldn't remember if, because I didn't I didn't rewatch season one. I started with season mm-hmm. two. We knew about the MS in season yes. one, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Do you, yeah, that was I didn't think that, I didn't think Stalker Chan and Kelly, the, the doctor, was the do, do you know why he gave the president MS? Why? He wanted to write an episode where the president was in bed during the day watching soap operas. Okay. <laughs> right. And yeah. that led okay. to the president being sick, and that led That's to the president having MS. That's the only way you could do it. Yeah. <laughs> this this escalate. series was the first time I ever heard of MS, but once again, yeah. I was 13 years old, and I don't think MS was as like widely talked about. All right. So big block of cheese day. Part two. Part two. Part two. Somebody's going um, to emergency. Somebody's going to jail. And somebody's cheating on Sam's mom, and it's Sam's dad. Oh, <laughs> this is this is the other episode where literally that plot is copied like one to one from Sports Night, <laughs> where Jeremy's father is having a secret family, and then he freaks out about a boat. Like he freaks out about a boat, and it's it's to misplace his like anger at his father. Oh yeah, my God. and so Sam freaks out about the little the Cold War spy guy. Yes, um, I just I loved this episode. Like I we're gonna do this thing where we boil it down to the couple plot points, but I just love how this episode was done. I, Toby with the protesters mm-hmm. and hanging out mm-hmm. with that lady cop, really like them. Yeah, I uh, CJ cab, but, CJ but, but, meets but she's with hot. the map guys. <laughs> the, the map, map people is so yes. again. This is something I've heard about, and I have a little bit of... I love this. I love map projection theories and knowing why our maps are racist. Like, it's Do like you know your maps are racist? Cartographers for social equality, and she's like, what does cartography have to do with social equality? And it's like, that's... Right now, that sounds like a stupid question, but they, maybe in 2000, it didn't. But, like, hell yeah. They, yeah, they they had all of the answers lined up mm-hmm. for her. Like, she walked right into their trap, mm-hmm. and it was so the good. The map guy, this is, I love, I don't even know who that actor is. I love his voice. I love listening to him talk about it. I would just, like, listen to that guy read the phone book. I love him. I um, was so into it, and by the end, I was like, this administration fucking sucks. They're not supporting the inverted Peter's projection. Like, what to, the hell yeah. is going on? Yeah, they should have, like, in a later episode, there should have been, like, a Peter's projection up on the wall somewhere or something. Like, <laughs> they deserved like, They deserved I, it. <laughs> HMN Pinafore. HMS, uh, a, wow. HMS. HMS. The one about Pinafore honor. <laughs> on one wall, inverted uh, Peter's projection on the other. Yeah. The... the don't you mean Penzance? <laughs> Pirates of Penzance, whichever. Who cares? Tomato, oh. tomato. Um, Such a good uh, episode. So the, the Stackhouse filibuster 
is about uh, staffers who all of a sudden are having to deal with a filibuster by an old senator. An old crotchety senator. Yeah, What's his problem? Yeah. Yeah. The session is ending. Everyone wants They're to go home. They're all writing they all have plans. emails to their parents. <laughs> yes. An- another sports night copy. Like, literally lifted one-to-one. And we learn that he's basically holding up because his grandson has autism. Yeah, it, it, he wants an autism earmark in the bill. Yes. And they don't want to open up the bill again. And he's like, you'll and pay for this. They don't know. They don't know that. They don't know why yes. he's doing the Who filibuster. Who figures it out? Who puts it together? Donatella Moss. Donna. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, yeah, and 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 then you get the great like bit at the end where they they realize that they want to help him get this mm-hmm. thing into the into the bill it, again they're fighting to get the bill passed and then he's like now nah, we'll, we'll reopen the bill we'll do it later yeah. um and 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 he and they have to send someone in to ask a question and they have to like does he know that he can yeah. ask he, he can it all depends on whether or not he knows the without the yielding the floor yeah. yes yeah like, let's watch I, this and again, as a, together as a parliamentary procedure nerd I was like, they just got Roberts ruled right there. I, I <laughs> fucking loved it. That that um, was, a again, a plot point that Sorkin, that fucking nerd, little over his keyboard or word processor, whatever, going, yeah, yeah. yeah. Write it in there and then. <laughs> ask him a question. Sit down. Get him a glass of water. He's in the corner and the sergeant of arms, he's getting his arms ready. Oh, my God. There's, uh, I have a 21 part question. Yeah. yeah. Would you like to sit down and have a drink of water? Um, I feel like we'll probably breeze past this episode because it was literally all about the Stackhouse filibuster and not much, too much else was going on. But mm-hmm. in the background, Hoynes is making moves and Toby's getting a little suspicious. Oh, yes. So he's like, why? This is, why yes. is Hoynes acting like a person who might be running for president? Yeah. We're going to run for yeah. president. Why, why is Hoynes throwing the oil yes. lobby under a yeah. bus very publicly? Yeah. As a favor to the president that he that he that they never would have assumed he did, and then this is all the the episode where, um, it's like we knew that Josh worked for Hoynes, but it's like, um, if I they have the conversation while they're jogging, yeah. if um, if I had done what you said, do you think I would be president? And he says, I know, I, I know for sure, president. yeah, yep. Mm-hmm. Um, seventeen people. I just want you guys to know my note for this episode is MS. <laughs> That's all I fucking yep. wrote. Yeah, well, that's actually, helpful, Steph. Thanks. Actually, yeah. So, um, yeah, is. this is Toby in in the last episode, Stackhouse filibuster. Toby, Toby's like, why is Hoynes doing yes. this? And he he basically unravels the entire idea that the president has something he's concealing from the nation. Like, like th- there's a montage at the beginning where he's like throwing a ball against the mm-hmm. wall, and like over the course of like over the course of the the term break between for the Senate. He figures out that something's going on, and he confronts Leo and um, Leo and the president about it. There's also because there was also in the Shadow of Two Gunmen when the president was incapacitated, they didn't invoke the Twenty Fifth Amendment to to put someone else in oh, charge. Yes. and so and they're getting and so to, to, like, Toby why, also gets yeah. Why didn't yeah, you have that paper like, locked away somewhere? Uh-huh. Like who's if the yeah. president is in the hospital, who's leading? And they're basically, yeah, like, yeah. we're, we're going to get for you two, an for two hours. There was a coup d'état. It was yeah, Leo, like, who, they, who nobody elected. <laughs> yes and yeah. oh, Toby. Um, oh my god and so Toby confronts him over it and he then basically is like do, do you realize the implications of things that statements we have given 
questions that have been asked, answers we have given, that now all could put us in legal jeopardy of you, of essentially like impeachment for mm-hmm. yeah. lying under oath and committing mm-hmm. perjury or other things like that. And now we have to like yeah. scan it, and that becomes the runner for the rest of the season. Yes. Is yeah. the Im- yeah. investigation of whether or not people on staff, it's what they knew, when well, did they know it, well, yeah. and those mm-hmm. those things there. So if we want to do this, yeah, we're going to need it, it, a new White House counsel, I think. <laughs> yes. Um, I think it's really interesting that, that Jed Im- immediately gets defensive. Yes. And, and, so defensive. And, and, and gets a little pissy. Yeah. yeah. A little pissy at Toby. Pissy. Um, because, like, it's like he is really the one at fault. He's the one who is concealing this yes. thing. Toby's doing his yes. job. Um, they don't also they also don't like explicitly say this, but I think it's interesting because basically like once Toby figured it out, they have to announce now. Yes. Yeah. Like 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 there's a world where they just keep it under wraps and Toby just shuts his mouth. But I think that I think the thinking there is if Toby could figure it out, someone else could figure it out and so yeah. like put the pieces together. So that's that's really kicks off the we have to tell the nation Let's prepare with 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 Babish. Let's 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 yeah. tell the staff and so it's on. It's interesting. Yeah. Like I I agree. He's super pissy at Toby, which I I get that Toby's like abrasive, but that's just kind of who he is. Yeah. And also, he yeah. has every right to be pissed at you because you're a big fat liar. And yeah. also, like I'm kind of surprised nobody gets pissed at Hoynes at all because Hoynes is the one who's acting like I'm going to be president, which he kind of should be well, because he well, was because... under the impression this was a one term thing. Yeah. So he's actually not yes. doing anything wrong either. But yeah. These people get pissed at each other for less than that, so I'm surprised right. nobody got pissed yeah. at Hoynes. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they were they were they were confused about why Hoynes was yeah. doing it. Um, bad moon um, rising, bad moon rising, yeah. bad moon rising. Well, I will just say, I will just also say, 17 people is, is the is the start of the run where I was in Iowa when we watched this together. I said, once you get there, we got to watch them all, yes. all, all to the end, Yay! straight through. Yes. Yeah, so these were um, our our episodes of in person where. Uh, Alice got to see my reactions as they were happening. Nice. Um, and with Dr. President in tow. <laughs> uh, Oliver Platt is wonderful. I love anytime he's on screen for anything. Yep. I, he only it, makes things better with his presence. I feel safe when I'm around yes. Oliver Platt on screen. I know. Well, thank God one person in this scene is going to know what they're fucking doing. This whole opening, it's perfection. He's talking about the recorder, how it never shuts off and it's always recording. They talk about the big hammer that was like handed down to him from his father. And like they're setting these Chekhov's things up. And then they come in and they're like, we just want to ask you some questions about how we perpetrated a fraud against the American people. And then just like slam, slam, slam. And then cuts to the theme song. Perfection. I love him so much. I love him so Uh much. Oh my god! I love it. They had to replace the cricket bat with a hammer. But sort yes. of like he needs a something. He needs some sort it's of gotta object. Got to be wielding some kind of weapon. Yep, it's beautiful. Um, He's great. I love him so much. Um, I what else they start they start telling that? the staff. Yeah, this is when they yeah. start unraveling it to the staff. My only note Oliver for this episode is Oliver Platt. <laughs> I'm I'm becoming yeah. less helpful. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> yes, they do tell the um, staff. Um, they tell the, they start telling the staff, and then also the staff then have to go talk to Oliver Platt to, to Babish as well. And so we get these really good scenes of CJ, CJ talking yes. to Babish. Yes, they um, butt heads big time. 
Yeah, the but only he's the, doing his job effectively. Yeah, it's it's weird because those are the main parts I remember, and and I know stuff like I you know even reading over the Wikipedia, it's like oh there's an oil spill in Delaware. I'm like oh yeah, yeah I remember that well, happening. Well, Sam with the oil spills because it's the company he used to work for, and he helped like protect Whitney, yeah. this oil company, mm-hmm. so they're not going to get in trouble. He set up basically. the liability yes, shield they're not for them so that they could not get sued when the when the and he tried to convince them to spend more money on a better boat, and it failed in the exact way he told them it was going yep. to, and then it spilled oil <laughs> everywhere. He goes to Ainsley and is like, "Can I like throw myself under the bus?" And basically, and she's like, "Are you fucking kidding me? No, like, yeah, first like, of all, you're, you're going to ruin your own life, and also it's not going to work, so don't do that." Like, yeah. Um... They, by this point, they're not giving Ainsley much. Like, they kind of brought her in guns blazing, and I feel like they're just throwing her crumbs at this point. Like, I don't know whether they already knew she was going to leave. I know that actress ended up getting another role in, on, on a different job, or show, rather. Yeah. So I don't know like, what the like plan NCIS was with or her. One but of those. I don't blame her for leaving because yeah. they didn't really, they weren't doing enough with her. Yeah. But. Uh, they also just drop in here, like, oh, Mexican, Mexican government's collapsing. <laughs> yeah, they're just like, they don't got any money anymore. So um, that we gotta deal with that. That's going on. Oh, oh yeah, that's the Josh Donna runner. Yeah. And uh, and she's like, so why are we sending money to Mexico? And then yeah, it's like he explains it to her like he always does. But why am I paying my tax dollars to go to Mexico? I don't get it. If your neighbor's house is on fire, you don't charge them for the. Yes. Hire. You can't hear you, <laughs> um, um, and there's oh, also uh, um, press same, leak there's, issues yes, that CJ's which, dealing with. Well, Toby's super pissy about it because now he obviously knows about the ms and he's like if we've got yeah. leaks you gotta find and like so she's invested she's cj's tasked with interrogating all these people they're all fucking with her donna's fucking with her some other guy says like yeah like it's very good yeah, they're all confessing it's, it's a lot of good bits yeah. but you know poor cj yeah. she always gets stuck with this crap like um yeah donna's the best i love donna so much and and I think there's a there's a good Margaret one in there too. Um, we don't get a lot of Margaret, but when she's there, she's she's always got like great bits. I love Ma- I love Margaret. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Um. I one thing I like about this I I liked about this is the kind of like ominous way they tell they tell the staff, which is, um, Leo's like, can you come talk to come with me to talk to the president? And then and I think Toby says like, I'll be here when you get back. It's like. Yeah. That's some bad's happening. Yeah. yeah, and it's obvious because they're rounding up very specific people, like to come in there and talk about it, which leads into the next episode where that's a lot more of Oliver Platts, who's called whose character name is is Oliver. So it made me Oliver laugh. Like, Please yeah. call me Oliver. And it's like, <laughs> that's, that you is... are Oliver. Yeah, Th- that is also a Sorkin thing. Only writing a last name and then naming the character after the yeah, actor. Matt, uh, the Matt Alvey. Yep. Um, and they're. It really is them circling the wagons and trying to figure out how they're going to deal with and when and how to deal with the MS reveal. Like they know they're going like to revealing it to the public, it. Um, yeah. but they're still they're still questioning and trying to find strategies that involve not or delay. Like how you know, try, yeah. they're basically trying to figure out how legally fucked are we without really thinking about how morally we need like right. there are some people who are being the moral voice of reason but again it all comes down to the the data crunching of how it will play and everything um and like and I, also how much trouble are we in and also is he gonna want to run again after all this like I yes. that might get dealt with a little bit more in the next couple but still like it's all it's like enmeshed in all of these episodes these show, these episodes really ran together because yeah. they are it, you are don't realize it you are on a roller coaster 
to the end because all of yeah. this is leading up to one of the most devastating things that has happened. Oh. In yeah. um, this episode is where they so they say they want to get polling, and so they bring in they bring in Joey Lucas. There's the great scene in the airport where Josh goes to talk to Joey Lucas. She just oh, got off her yes. flight. This is pre nine eleven. You can go to the. She terminal. has a different interpreter. Um, it's not Kenny. And he's like, get this yes, guy the and, fuck and, out of here. I got to talk to you specifically. Yeah. And he's like, you got to turn around and go do this right now. And then, and then, and he and does then like the, the I don't know sign language, but it's like yes. MS, whatever. I probably did that wrong. Yeah. He, he signs MS yeah. in American Sign Language. Yes. Very sweet. Yeah. Um, and then, because CJ has been, CJ has been um, being interrogated by Babish all day. When she gets out, she says, you you guys are like um you know Sundance and Butch Cassidy the the fall isn't gonna, the fall's gonna kill you you don't need to care about the yeah. water being cold yeah fall's gonna kill you um Sam also finds out in this episode yes that about the MS story for the first time so uh, that that is interesting thing is you have to think back about who the seventeen people and then from there on out who the new the people order. are, that are kind of yeah out. yeah oh yeah there's a, there's a there's a good bit where in um. In 17 people, they keep saying 16, like Toby's the 16th person to know. And Toby points out, you're not counting the president. Yeah, he's, he knows. He's the 17th one. Speaking, speaking of 17, we're not going to talk about 18th and Potomac. <laughs> it's been 20 years oh, yeah. and I'm not over it. So here's the thing I will say about this overall. I knew what was going to happen. Oh, you did? In the sense of I knew the big reveal at the end of this episode. And in fact, I what I basically said is I'm gonna make jokes about this because I know it's gonna devastate me anyways. So I have to get my teehees out now because I knew some of the line, like the moments that were setting up. I'm like, oh, and just, just going through here. But we have to talk about Mrs. Lingingham and her new car. They should have called this Mrs. Lingingham's new car. It's this is so goddamn tragic. Um, so I guess I did watch yeah. this episode live, and I was. Very upset. So the things that are being set up are there's a storm that is brewing, which is also causing an issue because there's a crisis that is happening in Haiti. And they are working with U.S. soldiers that end up, like, shooting at Haitians that were trying to, like, stop the plane. So he's having to deal with a crisis taking off from there. They're also getting well, set the, up. Well, there was, there was an attempted coup, and the Just president the second coup is this missing. season. Yes. Yeah. And the pr the president is missing, because then, it, then it's later revealed that he's in the trunk of yes. the ambassador's car. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. I forgot about that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then they are trying to set up how to do the revelation which they Announce. decide they're going to do mm -hmm. on a televised special essentially yeah, like they, they, they basically like a little, yeah. cj sets it up with the network yeah, like, and um yeah. this person's going to have an exclusive mm -hmm. it tells the press score like there's an exclusive coming down on this day i'm not going to tell like, you oh what it God. is i'll tell you what it is like an hour before it happens yes and then, you'll, yeah. yes, yes. And, and and you're going to need to air it and you we're going to rebroadcast your feed to two other networks yeah um, I, the, the, oh, no, it's funny because she, yeah, she's basically like, I'm not gonna tell you what's gonna be on, but it, you are going to air this. Like, mm -hmm. you need a plan to yes. clear your schedules. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, I really like the line that ends that scene where the 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 network guy says, "CJ, are you in over your head?" And then she says, "The water is exactly, exactly level with my head." head. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, um, and all of this then is the staff too getting pissy at Jed because they need him to decide if he's gonna run for re-election or not. Because if that's the case, like, is he gonna announce? Like, when's he gonna announce? Like, the specials now? Is it the, like should he announce running right after he reveals he has? Well, also MS you're gonna get questions and... from the press. They're obviously gonna ask it. You have to have an yeah. answer. Like, and so... Joey's Joey's got back the polling, and they're huge. Like, it's there's no positive it's aspect to announcing good. that you might have a like you know uh, uh, an illness or a fatal disease that you could be doing it on there. So everything is stacked up against him. It's, as it's, well they ask as, Joey, do you have any good news? And she says, no. No. Josh also gets this weird side plot that's like, why the fuck is this in here? Um, where he meets with he meets with a lawyer who's who's representing the government in a suit against tobacco, the tobacco companies. Yeah. And they have they like have an like Congress hasn't authorized more money. And then he finds out that some Democrats who are on the committee don't want to do it. And so he meets with them and they have like ideological reasons like why they don't want to yeah. why they don't want to continue the suit yeah. and uh, this is all building to one line which is the um the the lawyer that, he, that josh talked to at the beginning of the episode he says we have to get these guys we, they've committed a massive fraud on the american public and then that really sets josh off yeah. um like, well, am i a national all, fraud well and like yes am I, am I like i don't know if i'm misremembering this because this tobacco thing goes on from the previous episode to this yes. one. And I think yes. the yes. previous episodes yes. when they say the, the fraud thing and he says like, they want to get these guys and like they continue the story. And I kind of was like, Oh, I don't think you needed to continue that story. I get like how many times this show wraps something up in a single episode, but they kept the tobacco thing going. Yeah. I thought that was weird kind mm -hmm. of like, but yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. But, and then, and then Josh says that to Toby and Toby's like, we're not big tobacco. Yeah. Um, I also really like that Donna is the first of the assistants to get to to get to hear about she, this. And she's concerned, of course. She reacts way better than Toby did. I fucking hate mm -hmm. that Toby's the one who tells her. That was like overstepping. Yeah. Why did he feel like he? Yeah. He's and he says to her, "I'm telling you because Josh is going to be working on this, and you need to know that." But that's not your place. Yeah. Like that's Josh's well, place I, to tell her. Is Toby no? Toby is Sam's boss. Yeah. Yes. Toby Leo Sam's boss because Josh Josh's is um, boss deputy chief of staff. Yeah. Donna's boss, obviously. It was weird, and it mm -hmm. didn't make it didn't make sense to me even within the context of the plot. Like I that. Well, it well it was so that it was so that he could be freaking out about not knowing how to tell her, and then she just says, says Sagittarius. Sagittarius. Oh. It's just setting that up. That's yeah. why. Yeah. Yeah. But it was like I don't know Leo maybe, but Toby like what? Leave Donna alone. Yeah. You leave her alone, Toby. Uh, this is what? not I... relevant to this episode. I just want to say, because I, I think it was the previous episode, but I'm not totally sure that the whole thing where they they have you ever signed a legal document? Have you ever blah blah blah? Were you? And he was like, nope, nope, never. I've never mi misstepped in my life. Like I've never. And then they figure out that. Zoe's college forms had medical history, and because she was underage, Abby had to sign it. Boom, you fucked up. And they say there was no family history of. Yeah. MS, that was a previous episode, and it was Charlie who figured it out. And that's when Bartlett kind of says to Charlie, like, oh, Zoe's got a big mouth. Like, I, he didn't even know that. So when it was 17 people, it was really 18 people because Charlie knew this whole time. Um, that was just a cool thing. We can come back to 18th and Potomac, even though I don't want to, because this episode crushes me. So Mrs. Lingingham getting ready to go out for the day. Talks Get about how she car. finally got herself a new car. 
she's never had a new car. It's something where now finally she's able to get it herself. And Jed, she you paid know, sticker price. Oh yeah, didn't yes, talk him down. Yes, got a good deal. She said, "No, she, I walked in and I paid sticker price, sir." She's 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 a government employee. Government employees are not to take discounts and because it can be considered a bribe. Yes. She didn't get the tow package. She has nothing to tow. Yes. And um, so that happens, and then just says like, "How are, how are we gonna, how are you gonna go camping? You <laughs> thought you'd take like, me camping like, and who? ward off bears or whatever." Yeah. Uh. <laughs> I was hoping you'd ask me to do your camping. <laughs> and the president says he'd like to have a word with her uh, upon uh, her return. And then God, at the end of the episode, of it. it ends with Charlie, Charlie, Charlie delivering telling the message that at an intersection at 18th and Potomac, Mrs. A, a drunk driver ran a light and hit Mrs. Lingham, and she's dead. And I'm just, I, don't, I did not cry. I actually just felt myself choking up saying those words. Um, Mm-hmm. And so I the, the the way that the way it's delivered the way Dulaile delivers it he's like no she's, she's dead. dead it's just like yeah. incredible I love him like um, I don't know yeah, how he's, they he's I don't know who could have done that line better or how they would have done it better like it was delivered perfectly mm-hmm. and then the episode ends with Leo going in to talk to the president you don't you don't hear it you just see it from like outside the window and right. watch yeah. him kind of they're, reacting they're trying to figure out is he gonna run there's the hate there's the Haiti thing going yeah. on there's the storm coming. Uh, we have to go back real quick to 17 people. Best best scene for me, best scene is there's a runner where Josh bought Donna flowers <gasps> and, and they're arguing yes. about when their anniversary is and when she started Shit, working for him. I can't believe I and forgot then, about this. I know, right? <laughs> um, and then, and then and, and the reason why they're arguing is because Donna started working for Josh at one point, but then she left and went back to her boyfriend, and then she came back to the campaign and started working for it again. And so, like, Josh picked one date, and she uses the other date. And then it gets revealed that um, this whole time, Josh thought, oh, the boyfriend dumped you, and then you... The boyfriend dumped you, and that's why you um, came to work for me. And it's revealed that, no, what happened was Donna was in a car accident, and the boyfriend was going to go to the hospital, but he stopped to tell his friends and had a beer first. And Josh says, I'm just saying, if you were in an accident, I wouldn't have stopped for a beer. And she says, if you were in an accident, I wouldn't stop for red lights. Oh, my God. Just kiss already. Also, yeah. what a line to drop running red lights in consideration. Oh, fuck. Well, it was yeah. a different episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> we are throwing old. it back. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but, that but drunk driver said, the other thing I that gets tough for red lights. Yeah. This is, this is, um, this is implied, I'm, I'm sure. Like, but the thing at 18th Potomac is that she wasn't, Mrs. Lanahan wasn't going to go back to the White House. She was going to go yes. home. But the president asked her to something. come back, and that is why she died. Oh, yep. I didn't catch the implication. Oh yeah, of it's that his fault. Part. It is yeah. his yeah. fault. Yeah, oh, he's he's I he's didn't like he's like. That. Why don't you bring it back here and then bring it back here and yeah, I want to kick your tires. Oh, I'm guessing. I'm guessing the intersection is probably a cl- people who knew that area probably knew no, no, that, that no. intersection the, the, is close. This is this is this is a Sorkin thing. This is also in the in the American President. He has his boner for this one intersection <laughs> that he that he hates. He loves talking about how much how traffic is awful there, and apparently traffic isn't even awful there. But he's been doing it for ten I think years. I there wasn't even a light there like i don't yeah. you know whatever google that on well, your to be own fair, time they were hit by a drunk, drunk driver i may have added they ran a light but i just i just know that no that that is the line that is the line i just and i could be wrong but mm-hmm. i think that there's some bullshit around that yes. but and listeners did right. i make dad lingham jokes beforehand i did 
I joked it out all the little setups because I I had to just acknowledge like oh fuck he set he is setting it up like it, it is in terms of dr dramatic irony not in terms of like foreshadowing but I yeah. just knew some like oh here's some funny beats because you're gonna laugh at this now and you're gonna realize later how you're not laughing. Um, I was a child when I watched this episode. I wonder if I like as a brand new adult watching it if I didn't know what happened if I would have put it together because it does seem like in retrospect like of course they would kill her off why were they talking about the car thing so much I don't know yeah. but it gutted me that was awful we're then gonna have to talk about two cathedrals so yeah. I thought okay I have made it through the scene with Mrs. Lingham and I'm like, well, that's at the end of this, so I don't know what I'm in for. Because mm -hmm. that's the only part I knew. Alice set up and didn't want to hype it too much, but was like, Two Cathedrals is one of, if, if not the best episode of television, in my, mm -hmm. in, you know, it's, in her it, opinion. It's going to fuck you up, is what I said. Yes, you're just going to fuck you up. I'm like, okay, okay. And so I'm watching it, and... I'm like, oh, we get some flashbacks with Mrs. Langingham. I'm like, this is interesting. And I'm loving her in the flashbacks. Did I either really of you watch enjoy... Buffy at all? No. that actress, uh, Yeah, that actress no. was on Buffy in just one episode. That woman nails Langingham. Oh, I actually... it was it, uncanny. Yes. I actually yeah. think young Jen it, they... leaves a little bit to be desired. He's not yeah. great. And I don't know if that's just because she's so amazing. It's because she, she is so good. nailed it. Like, she... They talk in the commentary about how she worked on the the voice, the voice. and the mannerisms yeah. to, to match. It shows. Yeah. And 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 young Jed does the like jacket thing where he flips the jacket up behind him, but that's really the only thing. Yeah. Yeah, she um, was amazing. Yeah. And uh they are at, so they're at a it's a Catholic school, but I don't know I don't... Yeah, it's a it's a it's a Catholic private school and they're okay, so um, they're 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 having an argument because Jed's mom wanted a non-denominational service, yes. and he says that it wasn't a non-denominational service. And also, um, someone found a cigarette butt put out in the middle of the cathedral. He says like yes. people shouldn't be putting their cigarette butts out in the cathedral. They shouldn't be smoking in the cathedral. Yes. Yeah. And um, it's uh, his dad, played by Lawrence O'Donnell, who uh, we talked about this last time. I did not realize that this is where he emerged from i knew he was like was involved with politics and was journalism and then popped up on nbc some msnbc i'm like okay but yeah I, that was very interesting to see him uh do some light acting uh within yeah. the series um but his dad is just very cold very academic mm -hmm. very yeah, like he's the headmaster of the school yes and so has like the airs about him of someone who is just only cares about xyz things and it's very traditionalist and mm -hmm. clearly does not hold his son in the highest respect he he, mm -hmm. he gets the air of someone who's like you, you there's always more that jed could be giving him which is partly probably the reason that he's very ambitious but uh mrs lingham talks about how when he gets that streak in him and when jed has that that confidence that he gets he he always puts his hand, saying something, you know, some kind of scene. Hands, hands in the pockets and looks to the side. Looks to the side, and he's yeah. like, "I smart know kid. that yeah. Jed, you're a smart kid. You know, you'll so, you'll get it figured out." 
Alice is probably the biggest expert in like the other Sorkin series, the Sports Nights and the Studio Sixties and what have you. Is like the daddy issues thing? Is that a running theme in either of those? Because it definitely is in the newsroom. Oh, it is in Studio that. Sixty. Okay. Yeah. He loves his. Daddy there is issues. daddy stuff in. There's daddy stuff in Sports Night. It's not that pronounced. It's mostly the character Dan. Dan's dad is kind of shitty, and they have one episode where he calls him. He calls him an F slur, mm. and. That's pretty much it. Uh, not not as much as this. Not as much as this. Yeah, he likes yeah, an and, asshole dad. He does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and in Studio Sixty, it's more of it's the parents of Tom Jeter and them not not understanding his artistic endeavors and wanting. But it's not that they're assholes necessarily. It's just more of they they're, clearly don't. They're they're assholes. They're assholes. Oh no! Yeah, the dad is an asshole. No, the dad is. I forgot. Yeah, the dad's a prickly asshole. The mom is just. She's a mom. She's trying. She's trying. Yeah. She she is trying. Um, okay. the The other thing with the other thing with the Landingham plot and the and the flashbacks is that Mrs. Landingham starts working for his father. They and then they kind of buddy up because she she thinks he needs a big sister, and she's she comes to him and says, "Hey, the women are getting paid less than the men for the same jobs here," and she and she keeps bringing like more information about it. And eventually, he goes he goes in to confront his dad about the salaries and they don't even get to that because they end up talking about the funeral some mm. more and, and his dad just kind of browbeating him. And then his, his dad actually hits him. Yeah. And like, and, and so like he, like um, Jed was going to go in there and talk about the salaries. He didn't even get that far though. Yep. Um, okay. So then we got to talk about the funeral for Mrs. Lanningham at the national cathedral and everything wraps up. And Jed is there, and Leo says, it's time to go. You know, we got these thousand and one crisis that we're dealing with. And he says, can you have security? Basically, uh, I want to be here by myself. I got a word, yeah. God. <laughs> yeah. In and Latin. We, and we, and we, we see Leo give a look of like, okay, and walk away. And then we hear, ka-chunk, ka-chunk, ka-chunk. Kachunk, <laughs> and Chad Bartlett turns and goes. I don't remember the exact. I'm gonna get the quote, but you son of a bitch. And oh, I can't. Okay, I gotta look. I'm, I'm just gonna look up the speech. He calls so him a feckless thug. Yeah, yeah, you feckless thug. Um, and he's like, I'm uh, cry uh, this. she just bought her first new car. Was that supposed to be funny? Like funny? Oh yeah. Hit her with a drunk driver. Josh Lyman. What was Josh Lyman? That was my that was son. My son. What have I ever done to yours except praise his name or whatever? Uh, I don't know. I can't do yeah. it. Oh my God! Someone has the entire script online here. Oh, thank Chris, God. they I do. Be able to find it. They, yeah. They, the, the fans of the West Wing have transcribed all of the episodes. This is just yeah. on Genius.com. Some it's oh Genius.com is for lyrics. Someone put two cathedrals of the West Wing as if it's lyrics. It so is. So the entire it's poetry. Thing, it is poetry on here. Mm-hmm. Um. Any other thoughts while you're? Yeah, while, while you while you're doing that, um, puts the cigarette I, out. Because I watch this show. He puts the cigarette yes. out too. Okay, well, I got it. Yes, he he ends it by drop by lighting up a cigarette and putting it on the ground, putting it out in the middle of the thing. They did not tell them they were going to do <laughs> that. And now no one is allowed to film in the National <laughs> Cathedral anymore. Worth um, it. When when I watch this show, because I watch the show like on DVD, I got the DVDs from Netflix like in like 2006 or seven or something, whatever. And this. This episode had been built up as like you know one of the greatest episodes of all time. I would see it on the list of stuff, and I was just at the time I was always like, 
it can't be that good, right? And it's like, no, it is. It, it really is that fucking it's good. So goddamn good. All right. Yeah. So I'll be able to say the English parts of this because he he does break out into some some Latin yeah, uh, some verse Latin. in here, um, which I thought was like, am I supposed to know the translation for these? And I went and checked. I'm like, oh no, there are no translations no. for it on here. He just okay. Nope. They they don't put subtitles either. It's just him. The su- this I had oh. subtitles, but it was the Latin. Like it was just saying the Latin. Exactly. Yeah. It just showed the yeah. Latin stuff. I'm like, oh okay. I'm I guess I'm not gonna get to learn. But he says, "You're a son of a bitch. You know that." She bought her first car, and you hit her with a drunk driver. What, was that supposed to be funny? You can't conceive, nor can I, the appalling strangeness of the mercy of God, says Graham Greene. I don't know whose ass he was kissing, because I think you're just vindictive. What was Josh Lyman, a warning shot? That was my son. What did I ever do to yours except praise his glory and praise his name? There's a tropical storm that's gaining power and speed. They say we haven't had a storm this bad since you took out that tender ship of mine last year in the North Atlantic. Last year, 68 crew. Do you know what a tender ship does? It fixes the other ships. It doesn't even carry guns. Floats around and fixes the other ships and delivers the mail. That's all it can do. Gracias, Tiniago Domini. Yes, I lied. It was a sin. I've committed many sins. Have I displeased you, you feckless thug? 3.8 million new jobs. That wasn't good enough. Bailed out Mexico. Increased foreign trade. 30 million new acres of, uh, for conservation. Put Mendoza on the bench. We're Mendoza not fighting a war. I've raised three children. Is that not enough to buy me out of the doghouse? And then a bunch of Latin. Bunch he of takes Latin. that puff, grinds it onto the floor. You get You get hoins. You get hoins. <laughs> But do, does he get Hoynes, though? I, I, keep, I, keep text, I kept texting Missy the word Hoynes and all yeah, caps. Yeah, I didn't mention <laughs> Vice President. And I'm like, is this a, I'm like, is this a runner I should know about? It's like, no, this is a reference to season two yeah. that you'll, you'll get in a you'll second. Get there. You'll get there. Hoynes. So my I, I skin was, like, clammy and, like, shaking. Vibrating. I <laughs> was vibrating. I was like, oh, my God. Like, and crying. Like, he was good. It was the line. Oh, it still gets me. It was, oh. I'm trying not to cry. You can see crazy. But it's just when he says, like, what is this, a joke? It's just, like, fucking hell. That's so many times in life I feel like yeah. these things that happen to me. It's just, like, the most ironic outcome. It's not the worst outcome. It's literally just the most ironic, funny outcome. And you're like, okay, so what the fuck am I supposed to, you know, do with this? Um, yeah. But, yeah, just to hit her with that. So I thought, oh, okay. Well, I've been through it. I'm good. That speech is really good. <laughs> I wasn't ready. <laughs> then they have to go back to the White House and announce to the nation that he has MS. And he's what a in, day. He's in the West Wing by himself. it's pouring rain. And it's pouring. It's storming. And all of a sudden, the door outside flies open. And Jet just says, can you get that Mrs. Langingham? Mrs. Langingham. And, <laughs> and, and I, started, I started to cry in that moment because I'm like, Oh no, he's realizing she's gone. And then all of a sudden I hear Mr. President. And I was like, oh no. I screamed, no, 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 no. Oh God, no, I, I'm not ready. And when she walked in from that whole moment on, I had my hands on my face, clutching the sides of my face, like water flowing down because I 
could not handle seeing her. And I love that actress. She's on one of the best yeah. episodes of Scrubs where she plays a, a patient of JD's who comes in and is told she's going to die. Yes. Li- <laughs> and Dr. President was on my shoulder. It was perfect. Um, but I just, I literally, I didn't move. I couldn't, I almost couldn't breathe. I was just staring at the screen, just crying. And Good. I, I could not believe how As you should he nailed that landing of the send-off, though. Like, it was um, beautiful. It was so beautiful. The earlier scene that Alice talked about with the women not being paid as much as the men, and before he goes to confront his father, and she's saying, like, about how he should confront his father, like, basically, if you agree that the women should be paid less then fine that's on you but if you don't agree and you think it's wrong but you won't go to your father then god jed i don't even want to know you and yep. then in this scene the like if you're not going to run again because you're done and you just think that you don't want to like fine but if you don't want to run again because you're afraid that you'll lose or what they'll say about you then god jed i just don't even want to know you um it was oh my god oh my god it, it was a perfect callback <laughs> Like yeah, mm-hmm. it it really was just a nice speech and just... yeah, and then and then he walks out the back door into the rain. That's the Charlie yes. comes to give him a coat and he waves him off. So wait, they're going to this press conference and CJ has prepped him. Yeah, there's a guy in the audience. Where is he sitting? He's right to your right in the front row. Go to him. He's gonna softball you go a to question him first because he's not gonna ask you about re-election. He's gonna ask you about MS. Mr. President, I'm not going to see you again before you go out there. Where is he going to be sitting? Front row. Right, to the left. To the right. Who's right? My right. Okay. We're good. We know where this guy's sitting. We've got We bought us some time. He goes out into the rain. Then what happens? <laughs> he goes, and they're like, we need to get you for the press conference. And he walks in, and he gets in front of the microphone. And Stop stopping wet. Stopping wet. And they're, you know, looks at him. And he stands up. He goes to point at the question. I think I believe that the order of operations is he goes to point at the reporter. They ask. He they 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 cut they cut to a shot of the reporter like the the hell guy, guy sitting there. CJ's guy. He's ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> and and then and then Bartlett doesn't call on him. He calls on. Is it Danny or is no, it someone else? No, it's not Danny. It's just a. It would have been too easy to be Danny. Reporter. So he he just calls on another <laughs> yeah. reporter. And her question is, Mr. President, are you running for your election? And he stands up, puts his hands <laughs> in his pocket, looks to the side, and goes, yeah, I'm running for president. End of season. All the staff's watching. Leo's like, watch Wait. this. <laughs> I don't think he says anything. He doesn't. I think it's just the gesture. You're right. It is oh, just you're the right. gesture. Right. I'm conflating because yeah. I watched alert, the first two season three, of episode season one. It picks yes. up that whole scene again. Uh, it happens yeah. a little differently. There's some words, mm-hmm. and there's even more yeah. than what you said. And, yeah, but I don't know. Should we get, yeah. we'll and, get into season three? But it's beautiful. And um, beautiful, beautiful. I love I love that in the wind up to this Leo is like watch, watch this. this he's gonna fucking yep. do it I guess yeah, Leo knew about the God. hands in the pockets thing too I guess that wasn't just the landing ham thing yeah <laughs> oh goddamn uh, ladies I don't know that was mm-hmm. something else I I will say though 
it's been a while since I'd watched this, and it's incredible. It's one of the best episodes of television, but I think emotionally, I think I've watched stuff recently that have hit me more, which is saying something because this episode is so incredible. Um, But, yeah, I I was surprised I wasn't as, like, over the moon about it as as I was the first time I watched it. Yeah, I mean, I didn't cry. And I cry at a lot of things. Mm-hmm. I think I have <laughs> the emotions. But it moved me in yeah. my own way. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I, yeah. I think the the surprise of what's happening is really a factor, and it's not like it's not like you it's not like they're necessarily like they're seeding things to, to to reveal later, but it's not it's not really the focus of it. I think too well, your focus was also on me and my reaction. True. So you were also I think a bit. You know, with that being on there, you know, you didn't have maybe as much of a reaction simply because you you got my reaction and you were satisfied with that one. And you're like, yeah, that's good. <laughs> like, I, I, I appreciate this part of it. I think, like, I, I can't tell you my exact reaction the first time I watched this episode because it was over 20 years ago. I'm an old woman now. But it was probably way more pronounced then than it is now because obviously I know what's happening. Yeah. Even if I didn't. The show goes on for what seven seasons. I wonder yeah. if he's gonna run for re-election. Like, it it hit much harder like in the moment. But regardless, if you I know mean, what's gonna happen, that doesn't change the outcome. It's an amazing episode. Yeah, yeah. it hit me. So, I knew yeah. what was good. I literally knew the every detail of the of the setup. I just didn't realize that that wasn't that wasn't what I was going to be reacting to. I mean, it wasn't that surprise. It was what happens after. The yeah. thing that we... Because you really went into 18th Potomac and were like, I know she's dead. I know yeah. she's dying. I know she's yeah. dying. And it's like, no, you. it's still going to catch yeah. you. It's still going to catch you. It's going to kill you. The other thing that I guess we didn't really like, outright say it, not only like did they like plant the other question to go to first, but like they were that whole episode talking about option A... We're going to run. Option B, are you crazy? I wouldn't run again or whatever. But the whole staff was pretty much, it's option B. Like, he's not running again. Like, that's it. So that really was a surprise even to them. Like, that was just, we as the audience know that's not what's going to happen because they're not going to end it that way. Even if we didn't know there was another season. Like, what what show would end it with? Like, no, I'm not running again. End of series. Mm -hmm. Like, but still, goddamn, that's (sighs) television. I love Aaron Sorkin. I don't care. He sucks in some yeah. ways. And he reuses a lot he, of no, his he's, good he's, shit. No, he's not great. No, he's not. But he, he, the man can write he can. a scene. He can write two people talking. He sure and can. God, what? We, it's staggering how how many Sorkin things I've watched these last yeah. couple yeah. months. Several months. How are you months? feeling? Three months now, I think. <laughs> I am so happy to have loved as much as I have. Because for a show called Not a Hate Watch, you would expect more misses within this, especially when we're just picking one writer and Mm -hmm. watching their works, but Mm -hmm. not just picking specifically the top, like the ones you expected me. Like we we put some on there like Steve Jobs and um, uh, Molly's Game, ones that neither one of you had seen, or even a social network one that I expected not to enjoy, which... I didn't enjoy it, but because I know that's what the movie's going for. And so I did enjoy it because of that weird, re- you know, that mm-hmm. sort of circular thing on it. Um, you could you could appreciate it for what it was, at least. Yes. It, it wasn't that you just hated it. Mm-hmm. Do we want to talk about <laughs> what it's, it is? It, it, 
I'm gonna re I think I need to rewatch it at some point. I just didn't realize how much aesthetically it was gonna unnerve me. That soundtrack fucked me. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I love that soundtrack. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Alice, are we gonna talk about what we're doing next? Uh yeah. Why don't we why don't we talk about it? Do we wanna talk about now I guess meta question. Are we saving Clue or do we want that to be the next step with the reveal of what we're doing after? Like did we reveal that in that episode? No, I don't think we did. We talked about it at some I mean, maybe point. Maybe we okay. did reveal. Maybe we recorded stuff on it, no. but we didn't necessarily. Yeah. So this is some inside info stuff. We are dropping not a hate watch, but not totally. It's because we want to do a new series where we watch the filmography of a specific actress and do like several, like think 10 of hers and it's it's based off a Taylor Swift song. What's the name of the the show, Alice? The 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 the, the name of the show is She's an Actress. Whoa! <laughs> and that actress. This, this is so first, relevant to my interest. We are yeah. going to be watching <gasps> ten films of Charlize Theron. Whoa! That's She's an, an actress, excellent whoa. idea. She yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just so wow. that we can kind of take a bit of a break from, and Sorkin's Secret is such a big thing too. It's like yeah, we, we've been doing this for let's months. Let's take a break from, like, let's watch stuff that we think we might just like, like just straight up, yeah. you know, get to know some stuff in here. Yeah, and... probably like we've, a we've lot less We've been doing this words. show. Like, there's just yeah. so many words in the mm-hmm. Sorkin mm-hmm. universe. But and we've been doing not a hate watch for a year. Yeah, now. yeah. Like, it, it, like we just ticked over to a year. So, um, the, what's cool about this is that. There's a bunch of Charlie's movies I've never seen but I've wanted to watch, and this is a good excuse to do yeah. it. There you go. And there's some that like, like I've watched that Missy hasn't watched, yeah. and so and, like I get to share that. And with vice her. versa too. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna. Make I get her the watch... tea. I get this before anybody. Yeah, it's fun. I'm not gonna um, tell anybody. Don't worry. But the nice thing too is that I want to be able to like, put it out there and promote beforehand what all we're doing, so we can just say here are the ten things and put it out there so that. If people want to watch, mm-hmm. you know, the movies along and, and go yeah. with discussion, they can do that. But, yeah. All right. Excellent. I know That's it's late, fun. Steph. Thank you so much for staying. It is, us. but, it, like, it does not feel that way. <laughs> Guys, this is my first podcast. Oh, yeah, I've never, I, I barely listen to podcasts, and I've certainly never been on one before, so. I can't believe mm-hmm. it. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. I'm so glad we're your first I hope I didn't experience. fuck it up. You're a natural. <laughs> no, no, no. This was fucking incredible. This was, this was so good. The entire thing of a podcast is taking positions and just saying them and moving on with your goddamn life. No matter well, I like having opinions and talking about them, so. And this yeah. is why you are perfect for it. Yeah, yeah. And as we, I'm big on just saying, I love this over and over again and not really giving oh. much actual insight. Well, that's fine. We love you. Well, thank and, you. You were great hosts. Oh. Well, I, and as good hosts, we have to have an outro. And as we always say. I'm scared. always <laughs> say at the end of the podcast. Big block of cheese. You get hoins. Because it's next. Because we came out of the cave and we looked over the hill and we saw fire. And we crossed the ocean and we pioneered the west and we took to the sky. The history of man is a timeline of exploration, and this is what's next. Daddy's got to go to work. <laughs> <laughs>